0: listening to the chomp cast the official podcast of sword chomp and remember you can always go to swordchomp.com where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download but if you're listening to the show right now that means you found us so welcome to the madness that is the chomp cast um also don't forget if you want to support the crew we are on patreon finally www.patreon.com look for our special VIP Instagram tier we are discussing the game within a game today um, the video game inception so to speak as our topic of the show is mini games um, from Gwent to fishing to blitzball and everything in between um, this is a topic we've wanted to do for, for quite a while, so that should be a lot of fun. From mini games to mini topics, we have a plethora of polls to discuss, including what our listeners think the best looking console game ever is. Um, Twitch, E three, Sword Chomp shows. Yeah, that's right. Twitch, E three, Sword Chomp shows. Maybe talk about that in a little bit. Um, you know, Steph Curry and the Warriors. White sauce first, red sauce on pizza, which is something I'm sure Josh is going to want to lay into there um so lots of fun lots of fun polls to discuss uh let's see oh we also have a really cool bio break this week um no look we don't want our listeners falling asleep on us uh speaking of which the bio break this week is about sleep the science of sleep and our health and that's and a really cool thing. We've been talking about sleep a lot privately off air. So um, I'm really cool. Uh, really interested to see where that conversation takes us. And at the end of the show, we are going to get into some God of War spoilers. So if you don't want to hear those, you can easily just cut off the podcast at that point, And you won't be missing anything other than the God of War talk. And then after that, we're going to even have our special... Patreon shoutouts. We've done them sort of zombie apocalypse style. I don't want to give too much away, um, but if you're one of our Patreon supporters or thinking about becoming one, you can hear how we give our uh, Patreon some love at the very end of the show. So it's going to be a a really cool Chompcast. Excited to to get to all these amazing topics that we have here. Um, sorry, Josh is making me giggle on the webcam. Uh, damn it, Josh. Um, but let's get to some intros. Um, up first <laughs> of, uh, is, is, no, is not Josh, but I, there's a reason why. I'll get to that later. Um, up first, of course, the Filipino Johnny Depp from Texas. The one and only Fish is here. And Fish, mm-hmm. I am excited about our new merchandising opportunity that you have brought to us. Um, I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess the whole, well, the whole, the whole micropenis gag, um, although I, I, yeah, ironically, it's impossible to gag on a micropenis. I, I, I jumped in there for you, Josh. I bet you're about to say that.
1: (laughs) Um, you can drown in like an inch of water. So just, you know, don't underestimate
0: the gagging potential (laughs) of that number. (laughs) Uh... I like I love Fish just saying that as for like everyone who's trying to every woman that wants to slide him. Ah, yeah, I um it's very threatening sounding, but no, that's good point, Josh. Um mm-hmm. and a-, a good slogan we should remember. Uh <laughs> anyway, it's yeah, Fish, it's opened up a cool merchandising venture. Um looks like we're looking to partner potentially with uh um, Pin the Hunk on the Junk, which is that bachelorette party game. Um, I got it up on the Swordchomp Instagram today. It's a special edition, a special yeah. fish edition, micro penis version. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They're gonna sell it in like the travel section.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stuck in like right in a little zippered
1: bag and everything. So yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, that's exactly. It. I mean, uh, fish. How you feeling about this whole thing? I mean, it's exciting. It, I mean, it's probably a little nerve wracking. I mean, you're. Oh, how are you know. feeling about it?
2: The, the 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 thought of you know, a bunch of people playing, pin the junk on the hunk, you know, a mile high up in the sky on an airplane just tickles my <laughs> fancy. <laughs> a traveling bachelorette party. They're <laughs> just.
0: Well, it it should tickle your fancy.
2: Hmm.
0: Hey, I mean, it's not probably what you expected when I said we had a new merchandising venture, but. You know, we're. I think I like to think we're pretty forward-thinking here, and you yeah. know, we see, seize the opportunities when we can, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: everybody can put out a shirt, but how many people can say that they got, you know, f- fun party gigs?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it it it's great. I I really like it, honestly. Um, and I will. I know. Look, I've been a little rough on the micro penis lately, so I'll lay off it uh, a bit here. Um, that's what she said. Um, but thanks for being here, Fish. I, I appreciate I appreciate you um, making time for the show. Um, of course. So. And by the way, if you want to see what I'm talking about, at Swordchomp on Instagram. Um, I spent way too much time making that stupid thing. Um, up up next, uh, the Shay, the professor is here from Japan. Uh, Shay Layton, you know Shay. It's kind of cool, you know. Our the world of Instagram, Swordchomp Instagram has now been introduced to our old band history via a rare live performance of our That's right. instrument instrumental rock duo um yeah just pretty cool yeah
3: yeah i agree i agree i mean it started as a duo shortly for a short amount of time was a trio and then um we disbanded forever
0: never <laughs> never Aww, to play again so sad
3: i am sad man we made gr- great fucking music I it's, just punched my wall on accident because I'm so angry.
0: It, <laughs> taking it out on the wall.
3: Oh, that's right.
0: What did the wall do? Um. I, well, yeah, I mean, I thought that'd be a funny idea. Like, that's the kind of stuff, by the way, that I'm going to be taking some, some other special clips of maybe some old rare performances we have, and I'll put those on the VIP Instagram for Patreon supporters. But I just wanted to, I think like... I that'd be cool. I figured they, people would get a kick. Yeah, I think people would... I thought people would get a kick out of... Uh, I've seen it. I had a lot of people just commenting, like, hey, I love, you know, prog rock. I would think prog rock's probably too nice for what we were doing, but, you know, it was an attempt at sort of yeah prog instrumental. How would you describe it? Yeah, I think that's probably
3: the best way to word it. Yeah, I would word it pretty much as, like, something... I would just say probably just prog rock and prog metal, or you could even say just, like, post-rock. Because, I mean, it falls under that genre as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's yeah. after rock, but it's not so progressive that, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. It's not quite yeah. progressive, it's it's, it's,
1: it's, it's it's just a little after now rock. Uh
0: huh. Not. Yeah. Yeah. A li- I like that title. A little after sure. now. Yeah. A little after now rock. Yeah. yeah. Um,. It, it's a cool video, which is another thing. I I feel like I'm bringing up our Instagram a, a lot today in the intro, and that's not completely intentional. It just worked out that way. That's where that's where a lot of our social media magic comes out. So um, if you want to see me and Shay rocking out, you should check it out. Um, it's cool. I Sometimes I get nostalgic on that stuff, you know, from old videos we make as Sword Chomp or other podcast or or music. It's always cool to get a little nostalgic to show, because people don't get to see a lot of you guys that much. You know, a lot of your... That's why we do longer intros than most shows, is because we want people to get to know us a little bit. Um, and you guys are you know, somewhat seclusive and private, so this that's like a cool window into your personality a little bit. So,
3: yeah, definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, we are glad you're here, my friend. And uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff to talk about today, along with the God of War spoilers and that that cool uh, sleep article. Josh is here from Michigan, of course. Um, Josh, from what I was hearing talking to the company that made um the pin the hunk on the junk game for fish it was actually the opposite problem the reason they couldn't feature you is because they just didn't have enough material um Mm. for your junk so it just wasn't cost effective to produce you know junk of that caliber on a regular basis so yeah
1: well the issue is just there are only so many companies making scrolls anymore um (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, and plus, it's just not cost-effective, you know, this day and you're age. To right. mm-hmm. find a good
0: scroll maker, yeah. yeah, especially when they when you go to the scroll maker and you tell them what you actually want them to make, and they look at you with a little mm-hmm. puzzlement in their eyes. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, a bunch of drunk women or men, you know, trying to unroll this this scroll like you know, mm-hmm. junk is you know not the best idea for a drunk party either. So there was a lot of logistical issues they were running into Mm
1: um yeah i do have an exciting deal with the makers of fruit by the foot um oh
0: (laughs) you know coming in the in the next yeah (laughs) there you know what you're right there were designs on fruit by the foot weren't there that you would Mm -hmm. like tear out
1: yeah Yeah, they had like you know like i think at some point they had like tattoos or some nonsense that you could like on the back of them
0: they've done a lot of weird Mm -hmm.
1: stuff with those the 90s were a strange time yeah that was
0: I haven't eaten a um, a Fruit by the Foot in probably 10 years, but... I don't remember the
1: last time I've had one of those. It, it's it been a long time. I don't think I've ever gotten any for my kids. None yeah, me yeah,
0: Weirdly, weirdly enough, gotten I, don't, them. I, I, I don't trust my kids with all that sticky mm-hmm. nonsense. I mean, right? that's a lot, of, a lot of sticky going on there.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've been fairly careful with what I get my, give my kids after one of them decided that peanut butter would be a great thing to put inside a GameCube.
0: Um <laughs> Well, that's probably not probably not the best idea. Yeah. Um, you know, cre I gotta give them points for creativity. Like that's not where I would have put peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Um Right. But you yeah. know maybe they're uh, to their kids' mind that GameCube looks sort of like a an easy bake oven or something like something that. Something like know? that. Yeah. Flip open top. Yeah. Well that's a tragedy. Um yeah.
1: I mean okay. well, luckily cool. luckily Nintendo is one of the few companies that cited backwards compatibility was a thing, so I can still play all my GameCube games. But yeah, I don't have that original GameCube anymore.
0: Mm, yeah. Because of the peanut butter incident. The, uh, the peanut butter incident mm-hmm. of 2012 or whenever it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny, when you mentioned that, Josh, like old 90s food, it just made me think of like tang. Like, I, I sometimes don't get the most random cravings for tang. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't like It's just like random. Yeah. Like, I need tang in my life yeah i need something um, to calm
1: the chills you just you, <laughs> you just start shaking and realize you need you need a glass of tang and a slim jim
0: oh man now, now <laughs> we just need like a we need like a list of all the great 90s foods that mm-hmm. we could find all the weird 90s foods um slim jims are around and kicking and somebody somewhere still somebody's still jim. eating
1: those i have no idea how yeah, like, I haven't seen If you've eat been Slim eating Gym, those since but, the '90s, you have no stomach lining anymore. It's just no, no. Yeah, they have to have a new customer base every, you know, six months or so with the product they're selling. So it's amazing
0: they're still around. You know what? I'm I was supposed to go fishing tomorrow, Josh, and I think I'm gonna get a Slim Jim now because <laughs> I th- it feels like the right food to eat um, right. when you're fishing.
1: Yeah, nice. I think Vienna sausage are really the thing you want to bring fishing with you. Because wow. if you run out of bait, you can just stick oh, that right yeah, on the hook. That,
0: that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. When I was a kid, I we used to use hot dogs to catch bass in yep. Illinois. So yeah. you'd be surprised what
2: you could use. Yeah, so we always
1: sweaty. had a couple tins of Vienna sausage on the canoe with us. So you could eat those if the fishing wasn't great. And if the mm-hmm. fishing was good enough, you could use them as bait. So.
0: It works. It mm-hmm. works um fishing tips with the chomp cast yeah. um i of course am uh, morgan barnes here from montana um and i just wanted to say one real quick thing before we launch into this because there's not really gonna be a good space for it later i i think i did uh, first and foremost uh one of our good friends um steven lopez uh, i'm gonna post it uh this week before this actually this podcast goes up they did this he did this cool thing where he went around disneyland with a cutout of the sword Chomp logo. And he seemed, he's a huge Star Wars fan, it looked like, so he was posting um, our Sword Chomp logo, pictures of it all over, like, you know, the classic Star Wars characters that they have at Disney, you know, the people who get paid to just stand there all day dressed up as Darth Vader or uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren and Ray, and all these people. Um, and he, you know, even at the, when the fireworks are going off, like, he was just going around spreading the word of sword chomp at Disneyland, which is uh, kind of funny and ridiculous. It's, it's totally, I, my biggest regret, though, is that when I was talking to him, I should have had him get, like, a, a cardboard cutout of fish. And just, it would have looked like fish was everywhere, you know? <laughs> that like, would have been great.
2: That's what mm-hmm. I should have done. Damn it. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't want him lugging that all around Disney World, do you? Well, you could do, like, a tiny version on, like, a popsicle stick. And, and just hold it hold closer it, to
1: the camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's posing with fish everywhere. Yeah. I get resourceful. I
0: saw that in the movie Up in the Air. Like, there was a couple that was getting married, and they for one of their stupid gifts, they wanted everyone to take a, uh, take a picture of the couple that was getting married in different locations. So they print them out, like, and it was, like, a stupid gag thing they did. But they gave me the idea. I was like, damn it, I should have done that. that but would be I cool. just want to say, that would be cool. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Next time, Stephen. So shout out to uh, listener and fan and uh, chomper, Stephen Lopez, for doing that. I'm going to get those up on the Instagram. Also, I want to say quickly that I there's no other road place for this. I I think I'm finally breaking my um, Pokemon Go fever that I've been under Mm -hmm. for a couple weeks. It's broken. Um, I don't really have a lot of negative things to say about that game, but I will say this. The saddest thing about my time with the game is that when no one's playing it with you, you just feel sad. That's the mm. no, even fish wouldn't play it with me. And fish will play any goddamn mobile game you throw at him. like it's like crack. You know what I mean? And even fish wouldn't play this with me. So
2: um, yep, that's the one game. You chose the one game that I will not play again. Because
0: it's, it's too much effort, right? You have to turn it on every time you drive around. It's too much. Probably too much work. I'm guessing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for, and how, the, how the, the point the is he, for you to walk around and play.
1: It. Yeah, he'd walk to a place yeah. and. Yeah, that's just not a thing fish does.
0: Fish are not known for their (laughs) walking. No, it's true. No, they're not. That was my first mistake. Mm -hmm. I should have flicked at the...
1: Yeah, should have read the manual there.
0: My um 22nd uh, succinct thoughts on that 2 years later is that it's it's now a fantastic collection game if they, just like something that's about collecting with all the new pokemon and the adjustments they've made to the game. If you like it, if you just enjoy the aspect of collecting things in the real world, it's a cool concept and I think it's actually a fantastic game about collection. The problem is that it's supposed to all feed into the battle system mm. and the combat in the game is still just bad. I've tried to give it a fair shot. I was given fish shit last time on our last show, because he was ragging on it without without giving it a shot. And it's still, it's not that the combat is bad, it just doesn't, there's no, it doesn't feed into anything interesting. Like, if you take over a gym for a day, they give you a couple Pokemon coins, like, you can just keep throwing Pokemon at the gym, like, you can literally throw 20 Pokemon at a gym if you want to take it down. It just feels, Mm -hmm. the whole, like, component of the game that's built around the, the battling to me is still just uninteresting. And there's nothing cool that you're really getting from it. Yeah. Um, and that's a bummer mm. because, for for, you know, in many ways, like we're going to talk about later with minigames, you want that to kind of feed into the main game in a cool way, right? So the fact that half of this game, I just think that they couldn't figure out a good way to do battling Pokemon style with the kind of game they're doing. And the end result is, is pretty lame. So, um, and that sucks because, like, mm. so what if I finally get a Blastoise? Then what? You know, then I, I have it which is fine but what do I there's nothing to do with it really you know what i mean like leave it at a gym wake up the next day and i got 20 or 30 or 40 Pokecoins coins or whatever it's like who cares you know use those um those gold pokemon coins to buy like uh packs that have like extra incense and raid passes and stuff like that and like there's just you're not getting enough back from it. So, anyways, I still think that thing is actually really cool, but I'll tell you this, Fish was right. When that game first came out, remember like you'd see like families and everyone you knew was at the park staring at their phone. It was like the whole world was playing it together. It was the coolest phenomenon. But if you play that game now, you're the only jackass in the grocery store going like this. So that's <laughs> that's what I've learned. Now I'm the only jackass playing Pokémon Go and it's a bad feeling.
2: So hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to warn you. That game is still shit. No, the game is fine,
0: but playing it by yourself... Well, the game is... I, I told you the flaw of the game. I think the collection aspect of it is fun if you have someone to go, Hey, what did you get? What did you find? But if no one wants to collect things with you, then what's the point? Like, would you collect wow. baseball cards or magic cards if you had no one to show or play with? No. It wouldn't be the same. It's just, it feels kind of empty. Like, there's a little bit of that addiction there, but it's sort of an emptiness. Anyways, that's my Pokemon Go Minute. Um, I still, I still think they've done a lot of good things with that game, it's just... It kind of—it's a road to nowhere. So, but that's I've more been, than a minute. I've been missing Pokemon. In my life. That's true. I'm missing Pokemon in my life, fish. We haven't yep. played a Pokemon game in like, God. We should have a tournament when Josh comes up for the wedding, and you come up here, and Ooh. Shay's in Japan. We should have like, another Pokemon tournament yeah, of some kind. like, Version Red and Blue. No, 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 no. That's too, too, too old school. Um. Huh, I'd like have that. to
1: find. I'd have to go find my cartridge. I know I've got, still got it somewhere, but no idea where.
0: Just the classics. Mm-hmm. Just the classics. Um, but you know, th- the topic of the show today is, is mini games, and what brought this on was sort of how we found ourselves really addicted to all these different games within the real game. And like some of those games, like Gwent and and the Triple Triad and Final Fantasy, uh, Gwent obviously from The Witcher, are like they have more depth in those games than a lot of games that are sold in general, 20 or $30 from independent games to, um, you know, something like Magic the Gathering or something like that. Um, what do they call it? Triad? Triple Triad. Sorry. Triple Triad. Um. <laughs> you, can, you can correct me. That's fine. I don't mind. Um, I, you know how I am with pronouncing my words. I pretty much just say whatever I want and just pretend that's the way it's supposed to be. Um. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so... We thought it'd be fun to talk about our favorite... I think a fun place to start with the mini games topic before we get, like, deep with it, into, the, you know, threading that, that metaphorical needle back and forth to get to the more philosophical uh, core here. Um, just talk about some of our favorites. Some of our favorite minigames uh, from, from games for whatever reason. Um, let's, let's toss the hot potato around here. Fish, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Catch it! Catch it, hot potato! All right. I got you go. it! It's, it's
2: hot! It's burning! Howie. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Owie. oh, <laughs> huh. uh, the <laughs> Fish is little. <laughs> oh man, that's a good inside joke that no one get. A uh, fish. Uh... <laughs> Shay will get it nodding and his webcam. That's the only clue you get. Um, fish when we, mini games like when we when we start talking about this for the show. <laughs> where did you go? What were you thinking?
2: Trip, triple Triad definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorite game within a game. Um. Uh, last week we mentioned gummy ships and oh yeah from Kingdom Hearts. Uh oh, Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Which which I also enjoyed that. Um, but Josh actually mentioning, uh, I don't know if this counts, but Pokemon the original Pokemon, there's a casino hall in there. <laughs> oh, that's right. There was. Yeah. yeah. You remember that?
1: Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. legitimate gambling. It was just yeah, slot it machines. It
0: was. That was the only way you could get a Porygon, I think. Hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was that was horrible, though. It was. I liked it. Did you? It was. It As was bizarre. Kid, yes. It was. It was odd because it was literally the opposite of a real casino. The whole thing was rigged so that you'd slowly, slowly make money. You would instead of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just sat there and just eventually, slowly pushed A until you had enough to buy that stupid Porygon.
2: <laughs> well, I, I mean... I feel like I was able to actually watch the reels and time it. And you feel like that in your you head feel like it. you yes. were yeah. seven yeah. years old. <laughs> so, yeah, as, you know, 11-year-old, I was like, oh, I'm making progress here. I'm getting points. And I think you could bet, like... It was like 150
1: sure. or something. It was...
2: Oh, you could wager how much. Like, yeah, Yeah. And like... Yeah, I think I would build up a good amount and then start betting real high, and then like I would win a lot, and then sometimes I would lose a lot. Um, but yeah, you you would eventually slowly just build up to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I just, I just remember as a kid, that I, I had a lot of fun actually doing that in Pokemon Red. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. as if as if collecting yeah. Pokemon wasn't addictive enough. The way enough. I ended
1: up doing it actually was just using the missing no thing to clone nuggets, and then you sell the nuggets and then buy coins. Oh, yeah. Because that was oh, much yeah. better than playing that horrible yeah. mini game. Cheat the right. system. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. a cheater. That was a cheating you are, cheater who cheats. Yeah. Cheating cheater that cheats. Which was yeah, still better than playing that mini game.
0: Huh? What? No. <laughs> Not all minigames were <laughs> it was great. It joyful. Okay. Oh. Alright. That's um, gonna be in our, next, our next Twitch stream. Fish is, Fitch is gonna be playing the casino <laughs> game in Pokemon for yeah, playing Pokemon five hours straight bl- for charity. Pokemon
1: Red slots.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I just love the idea that you know Pokemon wasn't addictive enough. We wanted to get our kids hooked on gambling in the process. Mm-hmm.
2: So <laughs> yeah, that would have fly today. I don't. I don't think a Pokemon game would be able to you know pull off a casino hall.
1: Yeah, I mean That'd they've be, done similar yeah. things, but not slots. Slots. That was mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Well, they wouldn't need it now because they would just find a way to put microtransactions in there. And then you'd have your own form. <laughs> <Dirty> <laughs> you your own form.
2: <laughs> no, not Game Freak. They wouldn't do that. Yeah, no,
0: hopefully they won't. Um, yeah, that's good. Well, and why the why the Triple Triad? I mean, that's a good time to, to mention it now. You did bring it up, and I think it's probably one we're all going to mention at some point.
2: I, I mean, it it was kind of like a collector card game, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, much like... like Magic the Gathering where you know there's numbers on there and you have a board and you collect different characters and monsters and usually like the main characters were much more powerful cards in that game and just about like any NPC you come across like would play triple triad with you mm-hmm. so when you're you're feeling Randy <sighs> or you want to just play a quick game of you know triple triad yeah you just walk up to any old random Joe in yeah. Final Fantasy VIII and just play Triple Triad.
1: You had to be yeah. careful, though, because yeah. if you played with the wrong people, you'd start spreading random all across the room, all, all, all across the world, and uh, yeah, then it would suck.
0: Mm, spreading, wait, what do you mean spreading right? What are you talking about?
1: The rules in Triple Triad oh, would spread that's right. from that's right. region to change. region depending yeah. on where you played the most.
0: That's a crazy idea to have in a game in Mm -hmm. (laughs) 1999.
1: Yeah, so you had to like play a bunch in places that had rules that you liked, and spread them everywhere else until you had, Mm. you know, good rules.
2: I don't remember that. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. The rules would spread if you. Yeah, from wherever the game um, was played most.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. i I've real I just realized like there was one area that had like good rules and I was like, Oh I love these rules. So like I sat there and just played triple triad yeah. like endlessly until I was satisfied and then Yeah, it probably spread it out from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah.
1: 'cause like they'd yeah. have uh your draw rules at the beginning, like either pick or random. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you really you wanted to get the best rule set spread all over the place so you could just take everyone's all of everyone's cards you played against Mm -hmm. uh yeah that
2: that and like different characters actually that you play against like you could play against like sid yeah and he would have a specific card um or like yeah it, it it was just it was something in a game that i've never seen in a game a mini game inside of a game that just like had more depth than like regular old um like final fantasy 7's mini games while they were great at the time like looking back on it like they were just you know like going to the gold saucer that that was just they were hit or they miss had like, yeah they were hit or miss and some of them were really like good t-
1: but yeah some of them not so much
2: yeah well we're good though. Like maybe the maybe the snowporting one well, on. I I enjoyed. Well oh, hold that. on, hold on. Fix hold on.
3: Kit. Well hold on. Don't don't go to seven yet. We still oh, got more to say yeah. about eight. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Just, well, I think so the best part that to. no one's mentioned yet about the card game in Final Fantasy eight was the fact that you could actually use the cards in the main game for a purpose. Yeah. So if you yeah, they all did essentially suffer. turn yeah. the card into an item that could help you win in the end game or that could help you fight Omega weapon.
2: Oh, I never did that though. I've lost uh, yeah, my card collection. <laughs> That's well, kind what, of the, I wonder what kind of One Omega of weapon the purposes of getting
3: the cards.
0: Yeah. Well, but yeah, people are hoarders though. Like Fish, I mean, he doesn't want to get rid of his shit. You can yeah, eventually
1: to... clone Why would them. would I? As far as I remember,
0: what? Oh, you could. Nuh-uh. I don't remember that. Not. All I don't of remember
1: that ones. either, but I'm not sure. Not all of them. Like the, not the main the, ones. The the unique ones you couldn't but yeah, anything else yeah. you can no
3: and yeah, and the um, unique ones are the ones that give the obviously give the oh, best yeah. items that's
2: right
1: yeah but yeah. even those like there were a couple of them that were worth disenchanting but not all of them um at least at
0: least they well, tried to bring yeah at least they tried to bring it back to something else that can benefit the game I mean, even having a cool mini game in the game is fine it doesn't have to impact the major game to be a nice fun diversion that feels cohesive but it's always cool if they try
3: to right and that's that's um, why i think that that game besides the yeah how fun the card game was and how you could just search across the world to find people to play and get those unique cards i think that was an even further added bonus which made this i think one of the probably the top five best mini games in a in a game was
0: uh the triple triad we should we should rank them for fun. <laughs> I would I would be okay with giving that the number one, but I don't. That's gonna sound biased because I love not Final Fantasy. Even games. No. Not even close. Not even close. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. Now. Now this got interesting. Okay. Yeah.
2: I want gummy ship. It's, oh fuck the gummy ship! Are it's you only, fucking it's on, on because, drugs? Mario, oh, yeah. are you on drugs? Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Triple
1: Triad was actually better as a game, whenever you picked rule sets that were not good for you, like some of the ones that really made it more interesting were like the elemental things and some, some of the other, like the random stuff mm-hmm. that actually made it more right. interesting. But right. you never played it that way. Like you'd spread around the good rules and then you'd pick your unique cards that were completely unbeatable and you just win every time. Um, yeah. yeah. So well, the co- in, in order for the game to be the most fun, you had to play it completely unoptimally. Which was kind of a shame in that well, game. Me and Fish so. don't
0: even remember doing that and we had fun. We don't remember see, you guys were like almost too aware of what you were doing because I didn't know I was spreading the rules. Fish didn't know you we were spreading the rules until later. Hmm. So I mean we were just kids. You know, we were just sixteen year olds, you know what I mean? Actually, Trying well I didn't it.
3: I didn't know that as a kid. I had to I had to find that out as I played it when I was a little bit older. Like the yeah. first because I played that game multiple times. The first time I played it, I had no idea the rules spread. But I was eight nine years old so i didn't understand but as i got older then i realized oh the rules actually spread okay Mm -hmm. that makes it a little
0: bit more difficult exactly i agree yeah same thing happened with me i didn't that's a couple that's so
1: funny like literally my first time through the game i almost did a low level run through it's not even meaning to just because i got the systems well enough like my first time my first time through that game let's
3: just humble brag this podcast no no no, i I will
1: i will on this one my first time through the game, I think I finished it at level 14.
0: Okay. Yeah. There's context here that I can add because I've known Josh for since high school. He, pl- I got him into that to try that game when we were in high school together. Um, that would have been past when Final Fantasy X came out. So technically, wow. Josh was a lot older than we were when he played it. He was His brain was more formed at that point. Not to mention, Josh already has a bigger brain than us as it is. So... um. It wasn't like he was in middle school like we were. Josh was in high school. All right, mm-hmm. he was he was ready. Yeah, I had a full six so.
1: months on you guys whenever I played it. So,
0: <laughs> no, there was a couple Final Fantasy games in between. I mean, come on. Now, yeah. A couple quick things on the <laughs> Triple Triad before we move on to all these other mini because there's a couple comments, and of course, I want to say something briefly. You guys know it's my being, Final being my favorite game uh, ever from my childhood. A um, couple quick comments. Ectological said. Uh, I'm not sure it qualifies as a minigame, but the fishing from Far Cry. Speaking of fishing, I love that minigame in Ocarina of Time. Also, you can't forget hmm. the best minigame from the best Final Fantasy of all. Amen, brother. Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII. I spent dozens of hours collecting cards, finding everyone I could do battle with them. Um, let's see. Triple Triad will always be the best FF minigame. Uh, I've, even downloading, I've even downloaded the apps on my phone to play it. That's from Cole Hundley. Who said that? I've also done that. And then, um, I was just thinking about how addictive Final Fantasy VIII's card game was. This is Thud224. Since we'll never get a remake or remaster, I think they should turn this card game into a mobile game. They kind of did. You should look into it. Um, Maybe include monsters and characters from other FF games. Yeah, Triple Hmm. Triad could have been a whole bigger thing. And the last one here, Headquarters said, Like many here on this thread, I too agree that Final Fantasy VIII's Triple Triad was one of the best minigames. Part of what made it so cool was its addicting game mechanics and collecting the cards. Was a rewarding experience. In a way, it was neat to press that square button to see if any of the key characters played the game, only to find out that they have a character card of their own. That was true. Like you, you could yeah. walk up to anyone in that world and be like, "Do you play cards?" And you play cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. And a um, Now that I think about it, that seems really ahead of its time to to do that. That was fucking like 1990. God, that was like. The, the one thing I'll say about it is, like, I was a kid at the time who was really into, like, Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. And I remember, like, I'm playing this game that's already my favorite game ever, and I'm like, holy shit, like, there... I, I remember when I was younger, I spent the night at my friend's house, Um, and we just started playing the card game game for shits. And we ended up playing it till like, five in the morning, just exploring mm-hmm. the world, talking to everyone. And, like, just the fact that they were able to build that entire, like... This is not the right word, but I'm going to say the uh, card game ecosystem inside that world where you could talk to everyone. They had rare cards. You could get into the matches like I was a kid at that age playing Magic the Gathering on the side for fun. And this was like combining almost two of my favorite ideas into one thing. It was almost too good to be true. Um,
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. I always thought of that square button as like a secret handshake or something because you never said anything to anybody when you wanted to play cards. You just hit the square button instead of X to talk to them normally. And yeah. if they played cards, they respond to you. So I always assumed it was like a secret handshake that you had as a card player, as you know, Both playing just... triple triad. You just you look at each other and you know, you know that they
0: know. You know, you
3: know. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that in like modern day with modern day graphics. Mm-hmm. Like if they did something weird, like when you go to press square and then suddenly they just like give you a look, <laughs> right. like they like that's the automatic card look, just. <laughs> oh, oh, it's card time, motherfucker!
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
3: but um, but so
0: but remember that music that music when you start every card game too is mm-hmm. so classic. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, we can break into Final Fantasy VII now. I can see the floodgates. You guys yes. want to talk about all that? Yeah.
3: stuff? yeah, for sure, for sure. Because um, the the motorcycle part, the motorcycle mini game was one of my favorites. Honestly, yeah. I loved that. I love the music from it. Yeah, I loved I loved that minigame a ton. I played that a lot. And I actually played the snowboarding one, even though mm-hmm. it was not my favorite. I played that one a decent amount. You could
0: go back and play yeah. that? It's been a long time since I yeah, did Yeah, yeah, you can know, so go back and play. Oh, you could go back and play oh, them, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, you could go mm-hmm. back and play it as many times as you wanted. Because um, there's that mm-hmm. one, there's a snowboarding one, there's a mm-hmm. motorcycle one, there's uh, Moogle Forest, which you could only play one time. Uh, there was the wrestling... Was it the wrestling one?
2: It was, it was a like wrestling a one where
3: you just have to tap. Boxing
1: a sh- one or something? I don't remember. Yeah, it was, it was the boxing. boxing one. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. One of those two. You just gotta press as fast as you can. And then there's like the mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you classified as a mini game, but it's like basically an arena where you have to fight mm-hmm. monsters. And yeah. the purpose, the whole purpose of that was there's basically more than that. to get gold saucer points. Yeah.
1: Was there? There's a lot more than that. Seven had so Wasn't many mini games, like- it was ridiculous. You still like had, the, you one. had the you had the Chocobo racing. Have? The submarine mm. one was great, oh, yeah. but no one remembers the submarine. Like that one, that one got buried. The but sub- the submarine I one is actually really good. It. Oh yeah, um, Fort Condor the, was good. they uh, have the I RTS wish... looking. De- it's like a you know Fort Condor. The Mount. Yeah, yeah. Fort the, the Condor. Fort Condor thing where it's just like a tower defense yeah. like RTS thing. I love that. I love that. Which was you know Fort before
3: Condor tower was defense incredible. And my my biggest complaint there. Shut up, Morgan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. it was. Condor. Good. It was really Seriously, good. <laughs> I wish that they made it to where you could play it as much as you wanted. You can only play it two times. Because uh, if I could have played mm-hmm. that an infinite number of times, I would have dumped so many hours into that game. More I think than you I already play it more have than twice. No, you can only play it two times, man. I know, because I tried. <laughs> so many times.
2: Yeah, I think you get like a practice one and then you actually
1: I think
3: if you have, go back later like though, second you second. can play well, again. Well, because you, there's like a you, you get one and you then you left for a bit the and then you end, go back yeah. to Fort Condor mm-hmm. to get the Phoenix material yeah. and that's the second time you play.
0: Um
1: yeah. Well, it's, I guess it was only the choice. For some reason I thought that, that second one was like more than one phase. It was like no, three fights or something.
0: No.
3: I it's, wish,
1: dude. I wish. It's worth that was good. Um, that was so good. That yeah, yeah Sven, they more of that.
0: Svenj uh, or Svenje said, "I really like the mountain defense in Final Fantasy VII." So I want to give this mm-hmm. comment a shout out. Um, yeah. I think you guys are on drugs. But hey, it looks like you guys all enjoyed it, and that's cool. That's oh, it was cool. tower
1: yeah. defense before there was well, tower defense.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We all love tower defense. Yeah. All I wonder these if that lanes. was the first. <laughs> What was that? What was the? Is that the first tower defense game ever? No, is that the first one? I don't know if no, it was. I'm
1: sure. No, what? Probably. No, definitely not.
0: You just said it was tower defense before there was tower defense. Well,
1: but before, before, it was before that was a genre, genre. Oh, but okay, like, okay. Oh, well, yeah, uh, what? It... Missile command is probably the first tower defense. If you want to get super technical into it, because that was. oh well, yeah. Well,
0: you're just watching those things fly out of the sky. Yeah, and, and you're class. just shooting them down. Oh. It was a
1: similar sort of a thing, but not
0: not yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. No, that's a creative yeah. well, answer, Josh. But I don't know if I, I wouldn't call it. that to our defense <laughs> either. But that was essentially overall seven
3: had really good mini games, and it mm-hmm. ended up culminating into you getting gold saucer points if you did it, the main ones a gold saucer to basically unlock Cloud's Omni Slash. That was pretty much the mm-hmm. whole point of doing all those mini games.
0: Oh, yeah. don't forget the chocobo breeding. and, well, that was and, and have to have a date with itself. Barrett. True. <laughs> yeah, do you there? Yeah, I, I hated it. that. I that's hated my the
1: chocobo breeding. <laughs>
0: That's what I played. Yeah, the Chocobo I, breeding I slash racing was pretty I
1: bad. I put a bunch of yeah. time into it as it a kid. But the races themselves you know are not good. They're really not. You know
3: what's so funny about that, is Josh, sad. is the in the game, it was terrible. But then they ended up making a spin-off game of it, Chocobo Racing, for the PS1. Mm-hmm. And that game was super fucking fun. I yeah. love that
0: game. And I... Well yeah, because they had time to flesh out the mechanics. Right. It's not a game. problem because it's not a problem because I think all the minigames in 7 were a lot of fun, but it was more of like they were going for a lot of half-assed minigames as opposed to one really good like mm-hmm. incredible minigame, and that's okay. That's that's what they were going for, like a variety of mildly engaging yeah. minigames.
3: I felt like that was kind of like a product of the times, because people would walk in. That was, that was the time where arcades were still popular like video game arcades yeah um they were just mm-hmm. starting to become I, yeah. unpopular so yeah. i think what they were trying to do is create that vibe of walking into a video game arcade and being like oh shit mm-hmm. i can play this but i can play this but i can play this and i think they captured that really well mm-hmm. but i would agree with you um actually morgan that eights feels a hell of a lot more flash fleshed out and it feels like just this cohesive mini game you know it it, and that's why I say, like, each one was a product of their times. You yeah. know, I you, mean, you look think at other things yeah.
1: that came out with seven. Good. A lot of games had multiple mini games around that time. Like, Ocarina of Time had one, two, three. It had like half a dozen at least. Had the fishing. Mini games. Had the fishing. Yeah, the it fishing. Up. Yeah. Which was yeah you know, pretty in depth. It had solid. It a, was solid. Yeah. A several like shooting mini games. Then it had like like a treasure chest minigame, which ended up not being a minigame once you got certain items and stuff, but yeah, they had they had a lot of stuff you could do. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And
1: that was yeah, just it was kind interesting. Of a, like, more of a thing back then.
0: To go for the idea of just doing one really well-fleshed-out minigame, I think, is something that seems to have survived a little bit more into today. If you look at, like, mm-hmm. Gwent and, like, the fishing from fifteen, that idea oh, yeah. oh, has yeah. persevered. Yeah. We're talking well, about Gwent um, later. Yeah. 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 Not yet, but yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. yeah. 15's yeah, interesting.
1: Sure. They also had a couple other mini games there that didn't go yeah, so well. Yeah. Like the, the pinball like the was in, a, yeah, a ugh, mess. Dumb. That was a mess. They, actually, it was, they made a
0: mobile app of that. It was trash. Is Fish, are you shaking your head because it was trash or you liked it?
2: Oh, no. It was trash. Okay. Like, it was, eventually, like, I ugh. understood what you're supposed to do, but it's still It's just a time wasn't waste. Fun. Like, the first you know, time you it turn it on, good.
1: you can get max score. Like, it's so just unbelievably simple. That you turn the mm-hmm. game on, and you sit there for an hour to max out your score, and then you just turn it off because there's no way the thing will actually kill you. Like that was the the pinball in fifteen was so bad because it was just it was tuned to be a time waste and not to be yeah. challenging at
0: all. Yeah, yeah, and that's too bad because I, you know, they probably put all their stock into the fishing portion of the. the yeah. fishing Which was, was so good it spawned its yeah. it spawned its own damn game. That that this I'm not even kidding. Like I've been playing fishing games my whole life. The fishing game aspect of final fantasy 15 is the best fishing game i've ever played that is not there is no better fishing game
3: yeah it is
1: good 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 Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
3: Yeah, i didn't spend much time with final fantasy 15 like not as much as i wanted to i think i put a good 10 hours into the game and i'm pretty sure a third of it was doing the fishing at least
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah Yeah, the fishing is really good in that game yeah, it spawned its own game, which is another and then and the interesting thing about 8 is it actually the triple triad was so good, not to pump it up, but that Final Fantasy Nine actually copied it. They were like, eh, let's just steal the minigame from 8, because if you remember, Final Fantasy Nine also stole they they actually did a slightly worse job of it, which was weird. They like shrunk the cards and they kind of well, changed right. it up a little.
1: Not really. Nine it was actually a better game as far as actually gameplay wise. There's a whole lot more strategy going on than just yeah. Pick, there's more death. Pick your best cards and win, and insta win. There's a whole lot more going on there, but because yeah. of that, it's a harder game. Uh, it also has a whole lot Why more random elements. Why did they make the cards elements.
0: tinier? Why did they make the cards tinier? Now, that's the part I don't get, because it's not so like you, there's anything you else going on. You didn't feel like screen. the card was bigger
3: than your member? Mm. Yeah, they that, didn't want you to feel intimidated. It still
0: was. It still was. So I mean, come on.
3: Yeah. Well, they, uh, well, they, they can't, they can't make everyone happy, Morgan.
0: To a four by four grid. Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's so, how so numbers the grid work. got larger. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If you make the grid, it's just a weird choice because like yeah. the visuals of the cards was such a cool thing that when they shrunk it down, it was yeah. kind of a bummer. Also, yeah. it well, keeps that game from adding having more strategy, its own... like they said. No, you're right. I agree with that. You guys are all right about the strategy portion, making the game better. But I would say this though, it kind of but keeps what about non... the strategy? It keeps. What? Do, what do you mean? Are
3: you but to... what about the strategy?
0: No, I I like that there is more strategy in in right. But what about the
3: strategy? Oh my goodness! What about it? What about it? (laughs) I'm just I'm just fucking with you. I'm
1: sorry. Oh
0: yeah. Um, I was just gonna say that uh, nines. I just think it's a bummer because it keeps nine from having more of its own identity. Like somebody did mention Mm. that nine had the weird chocobo hunting. Let me see if I can find the comment. Oh
1: yeah, it was like a hot or cold game with the chocobos. It was like a chocobo item hunt thing, which was they would dig up. Also, like something they had in eight but with eight it you had to have that chocobo add-on thing it was like a yeah that nobody had because i don't think I don't they even released that. it in america yeah. like i think it was only released in japan yeah i have, oh, I have pocket, no idea, idea what you're station? talking
0: about the pocket station the pocket station That's what you're yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah you that remember that there yeah. were only a few yeah. spots
1: that that even showed up in eight
3: was but... it
0: kind of like a tamagotchi was it was it like, like a that reminds me of
3: Pokemon yeah. uh Heart Gold and Soul Silver oh, the, Tamagotchi Pokemon yeah, Walker
0: the po- thing. Oh man. Yeah.
3: It was a similar sort of a thing. I forgot it was, about that. in 8 though. That's a
0: minigame? That's like the ultimate mini game. What the fuck?
3: Nah, hmm? not ultimate. <laughs> but it yeah. is a mini game.
0: Alt oh. You literally took you could catch Pokemon in a in a separate little world that you could carry with you, the Poké Watch. I think ultimate called. is
2: like it, the it number was Pokemon one Go the top before mini-game. Pokemon Go.
0: Well, but you could bring it back into there was only there were certain Pokemon that you could only catch on that stupid Poke walker and bring them back into the game. That's that's pretty intense. Came with a mm-hmm. goddamn Poke walker man.
3: Fish made a very good comment and you missed it. Mm-hmm. Walked Top all five, over him. him.
0: He said it was Pokemon. He said it was Pokemon Go before Pokemon Go. But sure, I'll give you. I'll give, I'll give you that sort of
2: sort <laughs> Thank of. Thank you. Forced you, you to have to walk or shake that shake the shake fuck that out
0: thing. Of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's with what's a nintendo trying to get their pokemon fans to get out of the house what are they trying to say about us but i just feel like it, it makes it seem like nine doesn't have as much of an identity because look ten had blitz ball right eight had the ten triple had triad Blitzball. yeah and which we'll talk about seven had the 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 golden saucer and nine was an incredible final fantasy but it just it, it didn't have its own identity in the minigame which is kind of a bummer you know um uh, Blizzball. No, okay, the jump, the, the jump roping
2: in, Final Fantasy <laughs> Nine is. Yes. Yeah. How many hours? Did, Just stop. Uh,
0: how many hours did you spend jump roping fish? Let's hear about it.
3: <clears throat> That's like saying uh, the fashion show in Pokemon. I spent hours on that.
0: Hey, Nobody hey, spent hey, hours hey on that garbage. I did when I was younger. I did. I did. Yeah,
2: in me po- too. In Pokemon Gold. <laughs> me too. I did, I did too. Because I had way too much time. Yeah, it was a time thing, and it was a feature in the game that I enjoyed slightly. No, in
0: Pokemon. Well, I'm Ruby very and, happy
3: for the both of you.
0: It fits Thank the conversation, you. but in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, I did a lot of the beauty contests, which was the dumbest thing ever. You'd bring oh. your Pokemon out, yeah, and you you would just use moves against other. But it was like you got these cool medals on your favorite Pokemon that you could see, and um, I I did that a lot because I was moving at the time and I was a kid. I didn't have anything else to do, and I loved yeah. that game so much, but. It was a very yeah weird thing, but like I could go into my Pokemon screen and be like, yeah. look at my um." That was Rastoise a good idea, hat.
1: but it didn't yeah. really work out that well because like every move you got, if you were into the beauty contest things, you'd have to think about a how it would work in combat, and then b how it would work in the the Pokemon beauty contests because a would good change balance the way. was
0: you'd have to sacrifice your actual combat for yeah beauty
1: yeah or or yeah. just have one specifically for the beauty contest, <laughs> so it was kind of weird like.
0: Yeah, you have a show, Blastoise. This is my yeah, show, yeah, Blastoise. Yeah, you have, you have a fighting Blastoise, <laughs>
1: and yeah, one for for Blastoise fights, and one for you know, you know
0: Shinies would have been great for the beauty contest if they would have, you know, blast like wall. just mm-hmm. blast wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the he's got the best show, um, best move of all. Um,
2: so Blitz, I want to Bl- talk about
0: Blitzball before Gwent. Yeah, 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 Blitzball. See, I never, I thought Blitzball was a cool idea, but I had trouble getting into it because I just didn't have fun with it. But mm. it sounds like I'm the only yeah. one
3: who. Didn't really get into baseball. I, well, I know a lot of people like were very half and half on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I've told this story before, and I'm going to tell it again because I love you guys so much. I remember when it I was in middle school, and we would just bring our strategy guides to school, and <laughs> we would sit there and just plan these i like these teams. We like we we're like it was like football manager, basically. Uh, wh- what is it? Uh, what is the fake? football thing that everyone does now? Like they pretend like fantasy football. Yeah, fantasy Fantasy football, football. yeah. Yeah. So we were playing fan fantasy blitzball essentially where we were devising these teams. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm. Where we're devising these teams and we're like discussing like based off of stats and how cool characters were like, oh this guy, you know, brother, he's so fast and he's got a good attack. But yeah, he his catch is not that great and his passing is not that great. And we just Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember being in art class in the seventh or eighth grade just sitting there just arguing and having fun with my friends and yeah i love the game to be honest with you i yeah like the whole everything about it like searching for characters wasn't that the only in the world all
0: of it wasn't that the only way to get um titus's final weapon was in blitzball Ye-
3: no no it, was weapon. no it was something it was, it was like a final move yes yeah, uh, yeah it's it's like his... Waka's final move yeah yeah
0: Waka's final move, but there was no weapons that you got from Blitzball.
1: Well, you could get some. Well, you could get some, no. but they weren't like the final weapons. It was Waka's right. final move was the big right. thing. Right, that's but, yeah.
0: right
3: because because well, I think part of it too is you would get because there was the crest and the sigil, and you needed both of those to you needed both of those, and then like the final weapon in order to combine the three of them to make it powerful, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm. And it, I believe you either got Waka's Moon or. Or sorry, his crest or his sigil from Blitzball yeah. as well. So you get you get the final move and you get the crest or the sigil to power up his weapon. I can't remember which one anymore. Okay. it's yeah. been
1: a long time, yeah. But cool. it's been a really long time. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think the only real issue with Blitzball, the reason a lot of people got turned off from it, is that it had a really odd difficulty curve like there was nothing easy to That's begin true. with at the beginning of the game so oh, you started off yeah. sucking like yeah, none of your team it. members had really good stats and you if you didn't know exactly what was going on you just get fucking shit stomped yes like yes and that Absolutely. that that really yeah. turned off a lot of people whenever they first played final fantasy 10 um right mm. um and it's a game that it, it has enough interesting Facets that you can win those first few games, but if you don't know what you're doing, it's it's not going to happen by accident. Right. Exactly. I like, I like yeah, how no, they, um, I agree with that.
0: I like how they wo- wove it into the story too, because mm-hmm. like, Titus was, or um, Noctis was a fisherman, but it's not woven into the story at all. But it was cool that um, you know, Titus was a, a famous blitzball player, and that was like how the game opened, and like they did a good job of like actually weaving that throughout the story in a weird way, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. In fact, and of I don't course, think we have the metal intro.
2: Bam. Yeah. Done.
0: We- <laughs> done. <laughs> Dang, right. That was the coolest thing in the world when I was uh, 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know. That intro
1: and motherfucking Orin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, was that was, was a good. great.
0: <sighs> that was in Final Fantasy games had cool intros. It's been so <laughs> long since that happened. I mean, I right? love 15, but that game doesn't have a really cool intro. It just. You know. What happened to those two or three minute CGI little masterpieces that you would break into your Final Fantasy game with? Like, that was. That was magic, so. Yeah. Bring those back. Um, Long anyways, that's be the top- days. Topic for another day. Uh, I know if, uh, you wanted to talk about Gwent, Shay, but I don't think any of us played Gwent except you. There was a commenter talking about Gwent. Um, I tried Gwent, and my my dad got really into Gwent because he played The Witcher, too, and I was like, I just couldn't really get into it, but it sounds like you did quite a bit.
3: Well, it's... it's The thing, the thing that's good about Gwent is it's the most fleshed-out, mini game in any series. Uh they no. put a t- they put, no, it's the I didn't say it's the best. I said it's the most fleshed out. Okay. I mean, just think about it. They created a whole like it's like on it's on par with like Hearthstone or like the Elder Scrolls game or something like that in terms of like rules and how many cards there are in the universe. All that for a mini game. Which is why I say it's the most fleshed out. I'm not saying it's the best. Um but I think it's, I could
0: okay. It's a fair. really fun Continue game. Point. Point. Yeah. We don't need
3: it's just it's a really fun game. It's like it's very similar to you know, basically how we felt about um Final Fantasy eight where you just go out and you you try and search for all these people who have these cards. it's the same concept there. You're looking mm-hmm. for people who have the cards that you want, and then you fight them, and it ended up spurning its own game, just just like the Final Fantasy 15 fishing. Gwent became a game of its own.
0: I I you wonder know. if the developers of of The Witcher were big fans of the Triple Triad when growing up. Well,
3: I, honestly, I think all inspiration for card games has to come from Magic first and foremost, because that was one of the most successful card games in existence. Well, um, well, yeah, Triple yeah, Triad I mean, like... had to take in a little bit of. Um, inspiration from there. Basically, not, any it, card game
0: takes its no, inspiration right. from Magic. I guess I don't mean the the card game itself, but like putting a card game into a video game, incorporating it in that way. I wonder if that was take was um, not borrowed, but sort of inspired by Final Fantasy. I agree with you. Even the Triple Triad. I'm sure. Was I'm probably, sure that's
3: part of it
1: for sure.
0: I mean, even the Triple Triad was probably inspired by Magic at the time, which was huge. Like in the in the late 90s, Magic the Gathering. Card was games were
1: everywhere. I mean, even Pokemon. I mean, you yeah, think about that. Yeah, that's true. Like the card but game was, inspired was probably inspired by
0: Magic. Half the, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was Wizards yeah. of the Coast, and it was yeah. I think, but I, yeah, yeah. I was just I was just curious, but that's fair. That's a fair point. Someone mentioned that. Yeah. Said, E Owens, um, eight five one nine said, I think I have more hours playing Gwent in The Witcher Three than I do actually playing the rest of the game. <laughs> right. Um, I yeah. Finished a new Absolutely. game plus on Death March. Uh. And then Shay jumped in there with a comment and said, I was super addicted to Gwent. I should skip work and go play The Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I con- I heavily contemplated doing that yesterday.
0: I was like, eh, do I need to go to work? <laughs> I, I, I think that, that that's like my, my daily struggle. I think that I can't really, the reason yeah, I can't. Just can, go to I school will... and
1: have your, have your kids read game facts for you. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's practice. For real.
0: we should do um a couple other really quick ones i wanted to fly through here and then we can maybe end it with a philosophical note or if anything else you guys want to mention i don't want to steamroll you here this kind of opened up into a bigger discussion instead of me just throwing it at you guys individually which i think is fine um i was gonna say uh some underappreciated ones catherine had a really cool mini game within the game yeah um you were you're in the bar and you could play a miniature version of the actual game inside the real game of, of catherine um which you know that was just a cool idea. Ukulele had a bunch of really cool. They had these um, mm-hmm. giant like arcade machines throughout the world, and you could jump on them and play. But the mini games in Ukulele were so fucking bad. They were the yeah, worst. Yeah, they, they were. They were, the were pretty. They were ever.
1: very hit or miss as well.
0: Very. Oh, mostly miss. Mostly um, Yeah. There was like, well, a lot of
1: miss going on
0: there. Um, but but it was really cool. Like there was these giant arcade machines in the world that you would jump on and, and just play games. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any that. If there's any that are just... You guys want to just rattle off the top of your head that, that you thought about when we yeah. brought this up? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I got a list.
0: Oh, a fucking Uh-oh. list.
3: No, it's, it's a short list. We've already knocked off half of them off of my list. Oh, okay. No, that's Um, hard. I really like the Fallout computer hacking, where you have to basically uh, oh, okay. discover discover the password. What? I loved where that. You, where You, you like uh, that?
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Where you control oh, yeah. F your way through... Uh hacking computer
0: (laughs) control fine pretty much
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
3: i like that one a lot um in the very first fable they have a coin mini golf that you play on the tables in certain pubs i really yeah yeah yeah. they had that in the blackjack i enjoyed that but the mini golf was my favorite um i i loved mini golf as a kid so
0: Quick shout out to Grand Theft Auto Five. Also had golfing in it. You could just a yep. golf course and golf, and it go- yeah. golfing wasn't very good. But yeah, Grand
3: Theft Auto series in general has had a lot of good mini games. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, I'm trying to think of some. I'm, I'm sure they have. But...
3: I, off the top of my head, I can't remember either. But um, another one is, and this is not as much. Actually, fish fish G- got it.
2: GTA Four it. had a very fun pool table that I enjoyed. Oh,
0: you like the pool table in Four? Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. That's all you got?
0: You gonna tell me anything about it? What made it good? What? Uh, what? Uh, just the graphics. He, he like channels it. his
3: inner inner Christoph Walken from Shooters. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: Is that what that, is That what the movie's called? Shooters? Mm. I can't remember what that movie's called.
0: Mm. I thought it was Pool
3: Snooker. Pool Pool Hall Junkies. Pool Hall Junkies. Oh. That's what it's called. Mm. Mm. Did they fish? Could
0: you play that Walken. pool game like on a date? Like when? Because you would take women on dates yes. in that game. It, could yeah. you play
2: pool on the dates? Yeah. Okay. And there was like a jamaican reggae stoner type of guy who his name i think was jacob and every time i would just call him up and be like hey let's go to the pool hall and just shoot pool with him and you finish up the game he'd walk out and your friendship would go up with him um,
0: did he end up dying spoilers does he end up dying at some point uh i don't know i, I
2: don't, don't know remember. i don't remember that's I don't remember. yeah just the gta4 was a
0: I don't know about that game. I don't know about that one. Um, also, yeah. the
2: darts actually—the darts. Oh, the darts. Yeah, that's right. Okay.
3: my got all about that. A whole dash. My just... last two. I'm gonna go my last two real quick. So okay. Okay. I don't know if this one really counts as a mini mini game, but the old Doom level thrown into the new Doom game was awesome. Mm. Like, it just <laughs> pops out yeah. of nowhere, and you're like, oh, like, because it's a secret, and you pop in, and you're playing in the old Doom world and I thought that was pretty cool I don't know if that really counts as a minigame but I liked it and then maybe yeah. my fa- one of my favorites because um, so. Gwent is definitely one of my favorites uh, the other one would definitely be the Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies um, where it's just like a top down uh, shooter and you just kill a bunch of zombies oh that
2: one yeah it was yeah. like a dual stick shooter
0: yeah, yeah right yeah. exactly
3: yeah I loved that minigame so much. It um,
0: Seb- Sebastian Twelve said on the Sword Chomp Instagram, which by the way you can find our question of the week every Thursday, I love the Dead Ops arcade in the original Call of Duty Black Ops. It was so much fun. Top down zombie shoot 'em up where you could play locally with friends. I actually yep. preferred it to the zombie modes.
3: Right, um, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Reminded me a lot of Dead Nation. Yep. So
3: Yeah, yeah. It was it was I mean, obviously part of it feels my love of zombies. Just mm-hmm. it's I'm always going to be forever biased when it comes to zombies. Well, but it. it's
0: I like I like that they went for a different kind of game within like yeah. zombies is just a an iteration on the first person gameplay that's already in the game. At least with this, they tried to make it like something different.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's why I I think I liked it so much, and I'm pretty sure that's why that person liked it so much as well. It just yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah, different. They haven't done that since, have they?
3: No, unfortunately, no. Weird. I haven't.
0: Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Any, any you guys have any other quick ones you want to rattle off before we sum this up? Um, Ooh. I there's a comment here from someone. Uh, Hallum said playing classic Wolfenstein inside Wolfenstein Two: The New yeah, Colossus. I, I was remember. gonna
1: bring that one up as well. Whenever Shay mentioned the Doom level, um, yeah. If you just if you took a nap in the right place, there you could. Uh, have a dream about the original Wolfenstein games, um, which was which bizarre, <laughs> but yeah, really cool. Yeah. Oh, holy shit! It I got just...
0: like the best. This is the most. This is the most amazing um, irony. Like I should have caught this, uh, Josh. It says Roland Diaz 1021 said. I'm not sure if this would consider a mini game, but I had a Pocket Station for the PS1. And I got to raise a Chocobo just like a Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. We were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I think being able to take it to school and play with it when I when I used it in the game was amazing. Yeah, that's. I wish they should. They could have done a better job of making that a thing because I don't think enough. It was people too knew hard to it. find
1: them. It was too hard to find yeah. them in the states. Like I think it was easier to find elsewhere, but yeah like I don't think I ever saw one in person.
0: no I heard about it, but I never yeah. And then on fish's note, cheesy Place said the pool area and arcade machine in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It, um, I don't know why, but specifically the pool brought back memories. So I guess um, San Andreas had pulled two fish, um, which is interesting. I did not know that uh, Gilbezi Skit yeah. said the chaos garden on the the K I don't know if it's Chaos or K I think you meant to say Chaos Garden in Sonic Adventure 2 it's practically a second game within a game raise a hmm. Chao and then play even more mini games with the races and fights okay so the Chao garden so it looks like you can raise some sort of a creature that you could then fight with and race with um I need to look that up cuz I played Sonic Adventures of 2 as a, as a kid and I don't remember that that sounds interesting I don't um,
3: yeah I don't need Do you guys
0: do you think this counts shay border jumper mel said does building settlements in Fallout 4 count I made a pretty sweet museum of shit and I collected um, I made a pretty sweet museum of shit I collected inside of five buses once it took about the same amount of time as a side game
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a side quest, I would say it's a part of the main game because of the fact that yeah. one of the missions it actually requires you to build the initial sediment, settlement mm-hmm. s- sediment, yeah. settlement with uh, Preston Garvey so that is actually one of the main missions that you have to do. Yeah,
1: that would be kind of like picking your favorite mini game in uh um Animal Crossing or something. The whole game is mini games, so yeah. Right, exactly. E- yeah.
0: Um Even though obviously last-
1: obviously bug catching is the answer.
0: If you <laughs> bug ca- No, it's fishing.
1: No, it's, it's fishing. bug catching. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um <laughs> Do you remember this one, Josh? Hurricane Colt said the bullet hell game in No More Heroes 2. Bullet hell. I don't, I don't remember that. The bullet hell game in No More <sighs> Heroes 2. Oh.
1: I know I played one and two, but I play, I put a whole lot more time into one um, than two. I don't remember. It's been so long since I played No More Heroes 2. I can't remember the bullet hell game in there. I'm completely and blanking. of course,
0: our good friend Kuna mm. said, The gambling machines in the original Pokemon Red and Blue! <laughs> which, we just, which we just talked oh, that's about. That's awesome. Extensively. Wow, that's funny. Cool. We covered almost every comment left this week almost perfectly segued into something that we talked about, which is always a miracle when that happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, what, what about uh, World of Warcraft's pets?
0: Yeah.
1: That's actually pretty good. Their, their yeah. whole
2: system
0: there. What's a g- mini-game...
2: Yeah, it's kind of like Pokemon. You yeah. collect. Yeah, all the it's actually pets. pretty good.
1: Like they they put a lot of thought in the way the battles work. There, They're, It's actually it's it's pretty fleshed out. Um hmm Yeah, I put a decent chunk of time into that. Um, Did you? Yeah. It's, if that it's had good. been out
0: when I was in the WoW, I would have.
1: Yeah, that didn't Oof. come out until a long yeah. time after you stopped playing. Yeah. Um, that was, Mr. Pandaria, I think, when it started. Yeah, or was it Cataclysm? I can't remember. It was one of those two. I think. Mister Pandaria still... sounds right, but I'm not. I wouldn't.
0: It's been so long. So. Yeah. And I was still amazed people were. i um, hacking away at it. Um. Any other final ones you got? you guys want to mention before we wrap it up? I know there's a lot. I don't want you to be like I didn't mention this thing. was like we're all good. Shay's typing something privately in the chat that it's gonna come flying through here in a second, and I'll be able to read
3: Uncharted it. Uncharted for Crash Bandicoot level. Hmm.
0: That's that's a it's ga- a no, that's not a mini game. But I like your head. That job. is a
3: mini game because that yeah. has nothing to do with the actual game.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was it was just a camera yeah. view change, but it played just like Uncharted did.
1: Yeah, in which case I think the Nerf tutorial was probably better just cuz it actually it it did tutorials better than uh, oh. most games do.
0: How dare you? That was cool, but how dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how all dare right, all right. <laughs> you? Crash Bandicoot hater. Was all that what you were <laughs> gonna type, Shay? Is that is that you were gonna send me yeah, the intro? Yeah, Bandicoot? Okay. yeah, I was gonna say. I'm it's, surprised you know, didn't that stuff bring that up already. is interesting. For the Crash Bandicoot thing. I just yeah. don't because what they did, what I thought was so cool about that was they just changed the camera angle and made the the chase sequence feel like something from Crash Bandicoot. But that's really all they did. It still played like Uncharted you're still grabbing and swinging and running and jumping but they change the camera angles where you're running from that giant tank oh no you're talking no, about there's the crash actually bandicoot, a bandicoot. Oh, level like
1: no. verbatim. I, I agree
0: yeah i agree with I, I was yeah, yeah no i yeah. agree with shay i think that i think that does count i think that does count for sure you yeah you could play fucking crash bandicoot inside of uncharted that was a mm-hmm. that was amazing
1: right and right. then go yeah. finish your pasta so dinner i brought it up
0: yeah and then finish yeah no you are i thought for some reason i thought you were talking about the uh Bandicoot Sequence, which is... I don't know. No. I, I was, like, confused. Was, like, too much Papa John's. Well, Uh-oh. that's... <laughs> well, no, lately it's been... Um...
1: Oh, no, no. Don't tell us. No, don't tell us. That... We're okay. just going to get depressed.
0: <laughs> no, that... I, well, it's kind of like the Doom thing, Shay, when you brought up the weird Doom level. Like, it's a cool idea, but I thought that's what you were inferring, because it's not really a mini game. It's sort of like a, a secret, like, spin-off thing. Anyways. That yeah, I agree. That Crash Bandicoot one was is a huge one. Um, right. Anyways, I think in summation, it's fair to say if you guys are okay with this, that we're the mini games that impress us the most are the ones that also find a way to siphon back into the game in some way. Like if you spend a lot of time doing this mini game, does it also have an impact on the core game you're playing in some meaningful way? Because um, mm-hmm. you know that's the main goal, even in a small way, like selling your cards, which Fish would never do. In a million yeah. years,
2: never. Never. I'll I'll cherish my squall card forever. What did it give you? We should. I'm gonna look that up. What did the squall card give you if you got rid of it? Was it the squall
0: uh, it could,
3: one? I know one one of the main it ones gave like, holy wars. Yeah, it was like holy, holy wars, wars. It which gave which a bunch you of. Invincible. It was like
1: 99 holy wars or something.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Once you found the island of heaven and hell, it kind of made trading your cards in obsolete. So. <laughs> um, but maybe if you weren't that into the game where you knew where all those secret islands were where you could you know draw those elements from mm-hmm. the those high end enemies, then that's pretty good though. 99 auras or something like that, that give you a limit break. Yeah. Stuff like that is pretty cool. So mm. and you could always junction that stuff back into your yeah. your stats too. So there's a lot you could do with it. Um all right. Enough of that. That's a, a fun, fun topic of conversation. Thanks for chiming in with the community as well. Um minigames. We'll see what this year brings us as far as that is concerned. Uh, poll qu- poll rundown here. So one of the things I wanted to bring up was um, on the polls this week, by the way, every Tuesday, at SwordChomp on Instagram, I run polls in our story. Uh, come vote, check them out. We talk about them on the show. The first one I did was like a three-part poll because I thought that'd be the weirdest, strangest, and most confusing way to do it. Um, and It was course. basically basically i want to know what people thought the most bet the best looking console game was and I emphasized console because i know pc gamers will just say there's a numerous amount of pc games that will look the best depending on your rig so best looking console game and i split it out between god of war uncharted 4 and horizon zero dawn mm-hmm. i just wanted to see what our listeners thought was the best looking game um now, Grant, it's not really a science, it's more of an opinion, So, but um, I'll ask you guys first before I res- read the results. Um, order those from 1 to 3, 1 being the best, as quickly as you can. Fish, 1 through 3. Horizon, um, Uncharted 4,
2: and God of War, what do you got? Uh, Uncharted 4, because that blew me away mm-hmm. right off the bat every mm-hmm. time I looked at the vistas in that game. Um, then maybe Horizon, then God of War.
1: I can Josh, agree with that.
2: Josh agrees? Two and before?
1: three are pretty close. I wouldn't really have a huge opinion there. The, the only thing mm-hmm. I'll add in there is that zero fucks are given about Ground Collision and God of War. And you don't notice this while playing the normal game, but because it's an over-the-shoulder camera, mm. anytime you die in that game, you will 100% be clipping through the floor. Every death mm. animation. Yeah. Every fucking time. Your head will be through a rock or something like it's, it's like they, rag they never yeah. yeah they just they because you can't see the floor in the game they just put something close enough and every time i've ever died in that game it looks ridiculous because they just they, yeah. they don't give a shit about floor collision
2: it, it also looks weird seeing kratos fall over and die like that it's, mm-hmm. it's not very kratos like
1: yeah he just kind of <laughs> collapses in a heap he like like he stiffly falls over Isn't, backwards like he just goes completely <laughs> rigid and then just falls over, just like I want to see Kratos like, going it Looks the like a board just feet. falling over. <laughs> we should,
3: we should start a trend of that, like mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram, just us doing our best Kratos impressions of death, and then just get it trending.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hashtag. It's it's not planking. It's Kratos dying. Yeah, Kratos dying.
2: Right. Uh, i take it a step further. Get yourself a nine-year-old. To put a stone on your over your chest and then whoa, they sweep their right? knife over
4: it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it.
3: grab a nine year old, have him grab a stone and stone your face whoa, into no. death. I thought that's no. where you were going. I was like, Jesus. <sighs> oh. oh speaking I'm talking of, about yeah. the game, come on. I was yeah. like, talk about my Friday nights.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like a good story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um oh, I, boy. Uh, okay, so Josh agrees. What about you, Shay? What's your what's your order?
3: I actually agree with that. I think it, you know, I love God of War. I loved a lot of the facial animation and just like, it's gonna sound really weird. Uh, Kratos's uh, muscles and like his definition and everything just looked uh-huh. very realistic uh, in Squirt. terms of Sploosh. graphics. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's something <laughs> in the toilet water, but uh-huh. um, yeah, it <laughs> it looked really good, but like Josh said there was there's a few small things that were clearly yeah. missing and um
2: yeah I, he, um, he he had like this weird like thing over on his face it was like real bushy i, I don't know what they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that terrifying just not like, sold yeah. on
1: that I'm, beard thing
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that whole... no yeah, but the other true. the other
3: two the other two games when i would play them i was just Always, incredibly amazed by how good they look consistently. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah.
0: what. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I would agree to the way I would break it down quickly is I think Uncharted Four are the best like um, tech for people like mm-hmm. uh, facial recognition stuff of like that. Oh, yeah. I think. But, but, um, but like, what about the like the scenery? Like on, when you on. get to that
3: pirate level, that pirate area. I mean, no. sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. That was just f- I. Uh, yeah, incredible. no, I yeah. I agree. I, I'm I'm not yeah. saying that it wasn't 4, gorgeous.
1: I'm just they managed to make it across the uncanny valley. Is how good their their I... their their <laughs> facial tech got. Like it was I... that was fucking yes. good. It, it was
0: that's, good. That's what good. I mean. It was like it's like the facial tech in that game is still better than like. I was looking at God of War the other day when I was playing it, and, like, the facial tech was solid. It was good. Like, yeah. the characters, look, they, look, they look good. But they don't look like, oh, my God, like Uncharted 4 mm-hmm. good. And that's crazy because that game came out two years ago. Um, yeah,
1: there are a few scenes near the end of God of War where you could really tell that if they had slightly better tech like Uncharted 4 had, they would have been seriously fucking moving. Like, a lot of the stuff that Freya goes yeah. through.
2: Yeah, her where face was it, it, a little it just, bit.
1: It looked too stiff. Yeah. Like, it's too
0: stiff, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't know, like, she wasn't moving her- yeah, I thought the same thing. Guys, yeah. she was
1: constipated.
0: Don't be rude. Oh... Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. That was it? Uh... Well, that's what you- <laughs> that's what, Um, so, but broadly, I, all these games are gorgeous, so don't take this that way. I'm just saying, hmm. Broadstrokes, Uncharted 4, the best people tech. I feel like, un, uh, I feel like Horizon had the best detail for, like, the, the, the blades of grass to, like, the tiny gears and the robots, and I feel yeah. like, Unchar- I feel like God of War did the best scale. The, the best, like, huge giant, like, from the huge giant you come mm-hmm. across. And, like, it's, it's more about scale. So I feel like they all did something great. But, yeah, I agree with you guys. I'd probably go. Uncharted 4 actually wowed me and started Horizon. Um, and then, like, if Horizon had the, the same tech that Uncharted 4 had with the people, then it probably would have taken the cake. But then, yeah, God. But our, our listeners, 66%, said no. It was God of War is the best-looking game ever. And then Horizon and Uncharted tied. With uh, 46% of the votes. Hmm. so I mean,
3: that's that's hard. It's two years ago. It's hard to remember that. And I'm not saying, like, not shit-talking our (laughs) listeners.
0: (laughs) Please don't think I'm
3: shit-talking to any one of you. I'm just saying. He's
0: just "Mm. saying, go play it again. Except Except for Chad. Chad. Fuck Chad. The biggest problem I think Uncharted 4 has is whenever the combat w- looked the worst, I think, of all the games, like, when g- grenades were going off or you were in combat close quarters with those silly-looking enemies and, like, a lot of the textures in some of the combat arenas, like, I feel like in the combat is where the game looked the worst. Um, everything else looked looked great, so. Yeah, it's it tough. Did, yeah. Uh, interesting to, to pull people, though. Um, pizza with white sauce is an abomination. Um, red sauce for life. Uh, Looks like they disagreed with me. Mm. Josh said it was sad that I thought there was only two kinds of sauces. I don't know what he means by that. Um, There's there's only two kinds of sauces, Josh. There's white and there's red. What are you talking about?
1: There are several types. You can do like a butter sauce. You can do different white sauces. Uh, You can do a meat sauce instead of just a red sauce. You can have like a a, a meat Mm. sauce. Um, Generally, Mm. I do Either none or some sort of a vinaigrette on my pizzas, because I'll do like a. Thin why would crust. you put a nun on your pizza? <laughs> well, if you're if you're feeling really kinky, if Dave's coming over, he really he's oh, a big Dave. fan of nun on his pizza. Dave, I know. That's why he's the leather guy.
0: <laughs> Uh, or, or or pizza on the nun, one of the two. Mm-hmm. As long as there. Did I yeah. did I
3: get Josh to break? Uh, Was that?
1: <laughs> did I do it? Yeah. You've managed it. I've done it every episode for the you. last thank year, you. and you... <laughs> it's finally come back. <laughs> outlaw know, that? Long. <laughs> uh,
0: uh,
3: a shitty nun joke.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I can, whenever I try to think about that joke, I can't even imagine the nun being on the pizza in any way. That's not just horrifying to visualize hmm. um, or Josh is cutting them up and serving them, you know, um Hannibal Lecter style. Well, well so,
1: let's stop there.
3: Yeah,
0: remember, stop. I think remember, we've
1: gone far enough.
0: Remember when Josh um, Oh, you guys are worried because I'm saying something about a nun? <laughs> is that what you're worried about because it's a nun here? Come on, don't get, No, don't I'm get... worried
3: about you saying you're chopping people
0: up. And, well, it's obviously a joke, come on. I would never talk about talk, chopping people up. Oh my god, podcast. Morgan's chopping people up? <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Mm-hmm. Joking about chopping people up like Hannibal Lecter with all the terrible things. Remember Gee one time Josh sent us a picture I'll of. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my Josh goodness. Josh sent
0: us a picture of himself eating this meal with wine, and we were all like, man, that looks like Hannibal Lecter's dinner for some reason. It just had that a nice. Yeah. You guys don't remember that? Oh, if somebody if, said if it, only he like, got nice the lead quiver thing.
1: I'm trying to remember that <laughs> meal. He did that. I'm trying to think if it was pizza that time, because I make. Mm. I was trying to remember. That would have been one of the is pizzas it with no sauces. A pasta? Or it, it was could a pasta. have been like a chicken and pasta dish. I'm trying to think something what I would have like had with red wine. And it would have been one of those two.
2: I think it was that I sent uh, to like you. a pork chop dish. I'm something. pretty no.
3: sure that was a human that was chop. Nice. And Josh no, was is just a pork pre- <laughs> like making it to be something else. Yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure that was an imposter.
3: It was
0: a nun chop. Yeah. It was a nun chop. Come on. Yeah.
1: Loggers <laughs> <on, guys>. <laughs> go with pork chops. You don't really want a red wine with that. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay, gotcha.
3: Um, You guys missed my pasta pun.
0: Mm -hmm. I I did. Say it again. What was it?
3: I said, Josh was pretending it was a different meal. It was an impasta.
0: Oh, Mm. gotcha. Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Fuck
0: off. Fish is laying down. I'm gonna
3: shit down your neck later, Fish. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I don't know what that means, but I huh. I can't help but visualize whatever it is. Um, down your neck. Um, okay, so I said, hey, if we're considering, like, maybe Twitch streaming us talking over the E3 press conferences on Twitch, any interest in watching that if we put out the effort? It's something we've joked about in the past because we're trying to grow our Twitch. A lot of people do that where they basically just uh, Twitch stream the live show and then them talking over it. Um so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, over seventy percent of people said they'd be interested in watching it. I had a lot of personal messages. I I don't know the feasibility, like how easy that is to pull off. Something we have to talk about. But I mean, if we could find a way to, um, if we could find a way to Twitch stream a press conference or two and maybe talk over it, that could be because f- we we're gonna watch some of them anyway. You know, yeah. uh, it could help uh, grow our Twitch and uh, get us out
1: there. Yeah, so, we'd probably the way I've seen that happen just for people to be aware there is we generally it'd be essentially the same as live tweeting it like we wouldn't have the actual stream there you'd have to be watching our stream and the e3 stream at the same time but we'd be talking about it as it was happening so
0: yeah, yeah. Well, we can, f- and you know, however, we can find a way to pull it off, even if there's a slight delay. Because I've, I had some people saying, "Look, I love watching those at other places like Giant Bomb. I'd love to watch yours. I, I, have a tradition of watching them with other people, and I get that when you have a tradition with people, it's hard to pull people away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they were like, I'd still want to watch yours. I just might not watch it live. So, no, that'd be cool. But that's a cool. You Twitch saves that shit for weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, it's an idea. We'll look into it. There seems to be interest, but the logistics of it, we got to work out. E three is on. The horizon. Uh, last one. This is more of a Shea question that you guys have to put up with now because it's basketball. See, I throw in food for Josh. I throw in some basketball for Shea. Mm-hmm. Um, and you throw in tiny, tiny penises for fish. Yeah, I got it. We got all of it. Uh, yeah. t-
2: mm. Tiny, tiny. I feel like
0: I get the shit out of this. <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> well, you're getting the shit. He's shitting on your neck, so you really are getting the uh, the worst end of that bargain. Oh, that's fifth. true. I'm, uh, I'm getting both ends shitted on. Um. And so, but I mean, anyways, I I'm not gonna push that any further because I had something to say, but we the time. So yeah, I was, I was surprised. Shay, I said, um, to our listeners, do you? It's impossible not to love Steph Curry, the NBA's most lovable assassin. He has the number one selling jersey in the NBA. Um, 55% of the audience said no, it's not impossible not to love him. I I you know it. So there's enough hate there, which I guess for any popular team and any popular player, there's going to be that. I was just surprised. I thought, I thought Steph Curry was untouchable, Shay. I thought everyone loved him and they thought he was adorable and amazing.
3: Well, you got to also consider the fact that, you know, some people may have seen that poll and been like, I don't even like basketball. So no, he's not, <laughs> you know, consider that too. But, um,
0: it's true. You must consider all options. Right.
3: Yeah. No, I, I think it's easy for people to not like Steph Curry right now because he's on a team that has four All-Stars, and one of them a lot of people consider to be a, questionable, a person of questionable integrity after he went to uh, the Golden State Warriors, who already had three All-Stars, who had won a championship the year before, and basically created this lack of parity in the NBA. So I think Curry kind of gets lumped in with everyone else there, you know, because you have Draymond Green, who is yeah. a l- someone that is very polarizing, not a lot of people like, and then you have Kevin Durant, who um, a lot of people don't like because of his decision, and uh, Steph Curry kind of gets lumped in with that, and it's slightly understandable. Yeah, I bet his
0: popularity was a lot a lot different pre- uh... Pre Durant going there. He's not having a right. good week. As we're talking, he is not having a great. Ironically, I thought we'd be talking about them uh, progressing at this point. Um, when this we had this on the Friday podcast, but the Warriors are not having a good week right now, and Steph Curry is not having a. For someone people say he's the great greatest shooter of all time, he has been pretty awful from three point range over the past couple games. So been yeah, very he's weird. He's struggling.
3: He's struggling.
0: He's struggling indeed. So our listeners are saying. Uh, no, we don't think so. The hate is there. I, cu- I couldn't think of a a dynasty-esque team, Shay from any sport that I've ever been around where they were unanimously loved. I remember even when I was a kid, I was actively... I remember watching Michael Jordan hit that shot against the Jazz, and I remember being angry about it because I... And I didn't have any reason to hate Michael Jordan except that I didn't like the popular guy. And, I, and I'm just going to be honest about that. So I, I can't think of any super popular team that was not hated because when you win all the time and you're that good, people just they want you to lose that's what makes sports fun right
3: so. there there's not a lot of people that like it's it's for anything like when a lot of people love something there're those people that just want to be subversive and dislike it and that's understandable mm-hmm.
2: i'm yeah, yeah
3: i'm sometimes one of those people and uh mm-hmm. so i i can understand the thought process behind it um yeah. <laughs> that know.
1: explains why morgan is so obsessed with fish's penis and how small it is Because there's just so much love to go around. Like it, or because a lot of people don't like it. No, because everyone loves fish's penis.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: it's just Morgan who has a problem with it.
2: I don't have a problem with it. I, I just he just wants to he wants to make it worldwide. He wants people to have fun with it. I I mean, who doesn't love
0: cute
1: things?
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, and raising awareness for micro penises is important. You know, I, I don't want fish to have to live in the shadows. Um. Even though he's not casting a very long shadow with his micro penis, it's true. Wow. And
3: and that <laughs> ten, that's that's I feel like a bridge of awareness because once we have enough people knowing about the micro penis, we can move on to the nano penis, and this will mm-hmm. in turn help Morgan.
1: Yeah, you can't start there.
0: No, there's it's too small. The nanop-
3: you can't no. see it. So the nano penis is you just, gotta work from the macro to the micro, and then from the yeah, micro to the I nano.
0: Mean, yeah, that's true. You know. You're right. It's a stepping stone. If you get people comfortable talking about the micro penis, yeah. then maybe we can have real change, and they can start talking about the nano penis.
2: Not eh. so.
1: I mean, I don't know if I'd say stepping stone so much as aquarium rock, but you know.
2: Um, that's true. Uh, a pebble, yeah. yeah. Aquarium pebbles. <laughs> I was going aquarium pebble.
0: Um. The the uh, So thanks for voting, by the way. Like I said, every Tuesday at SwordChomp on Instagram, you can vote too. Uh, we have a cool bio break this week. Uh, we are talking sleep, which is something we can all relate to. This is the only time I've seen per- fish perk up about a bio break, because as <laughs> we all know, fishes don't sleep, and fish is no exception to that rule. Um, unless, of course, we're going to make you sleep with the fishes. Which means we're going <laughs> to... That's I don't know why that came to my head when I thought of that. Um, fishes don't sleep. Fish or sleep with the fishes have been waiting for
1: that for a long time. Yeah, he's that. been
3: waiting, figuring out for almost two years how to get that voice to work into a podcast. He's mm-hmm. finally figured it out.
0: Yo, we're good. At, yeah, yeah. Sleep with the fishes. All right. Um, can we get... This is from ScienceDaily.com. The summary is in a recent study. Short but not long weekend sleep was associated with an increased risk of early death in individuals under 65 years of age. Uh, can weekend sleep make up for the detriment of sleep deprivation for the week? Um, so yeah, sleep, this is something I think most people can relate to. Shay, uh, you found this article. Being our resident biologist, right. you tell me about it. Tell me about it. Talk to me about it.
3: Well, there's not much actually in the article itself. It just basically talks about. All right, how... uh,
0: moving on. That's okay. All right, that's the end of that. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good setup. Tell me about the. Oh, well, there's not much here. Um, you know. Oh. Well, I,
2: I actually misunderstood it at first, and Shay corrected me. Uh, what did you think it was about, fish? I thought that you could actually bank up your sleep uh-huh. uh, over the weekend. So, like, I used to, or I still do, like on the weekend, I'll sleep in, you know, till eleven o'clock in the morning. Um. Uh. It, Granted, if my family lets me, but... Mm-hmm. Wait, well, what time are I'm you going
0: gonna... to bed? Are you still going to bed at like four? Because 11 o'clock doesn't mean much if you're... Uh, yes, that's a yes. On the definitely. weekend,
2: y- no. Usually I'll do this podcast, then I'll probably be in bed by one Okay, okay. So yeah. about ten hours of sleep. So you, you were know, thinking
0: and... the article said you could charge up your... You could fix your shitty week's sleep by charging up
2: during the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And no, That's is it not right. saying it that? Yeah. That's not the case.
3: So, okay. bas- so basically what this, this article says is that the results of their study of what they did say that short weekday sleep is not a risk factor for mortality if it is combined with a medium or long weekend sleep, which is weird because there are multiple other articles that state the opposite. So it's interesting that they found this out um they, they they basically they found this to be the case because I actually went and read some other scientific articles which have found the exact opposite but mm-hmm. what what this kind of the reason why I picked this article is because I had decided to um as Morgan was alluding to earlier I decided to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast on sleep which is episode 1109 I believe it was with uh Matthew Walker if I remember correctly and basically they just sit down for hours and talk about sleep and just all the different ways it affects us. And I found this article at about the same time I was listening to that podcast episode. And I was like, okay, well, it's kind of a springboard for us to talk about just like sleep science and health in general, because that art that podcast actually led me to go do my own research on sleep, because there's there's a ton of information there. It's really interesting and helpful. And I went and, you know, did a bunch of research on my own. And I actually, um, I was trying to really encourage these guys, uh, these three to go watch and listen to that podcast because it's super informative. And I know, uh, Fish ended up watching it as well. Right, Fish? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that neuroscientist, uh, Matthew Walker, he, he actually has a book called Why We Sleep, but, um all the examples and studies that he talked about on that Joe Rogan experience podcast show, um, uh, he, he explained them in a way that just made sense to me. And, um, they weren't in like layman's terms, but like they, they just like how you, how your brain works, like the different stages to sleep and, um, why it's important and everything like, um, Yeah, he says, like, people should, there's one study that they did where, that I found fascinating as fuck, um, on rats, where there is, they would set up a maze and put a rat in there, and then he would find his way through there, and they would set up, uh, little electrodes on their brain to measure a certain, um, chemistry, or some sort of, um, chemical that fires whenever the rat is making, you know, it's different turns in the maze that were right. And they found out whenever that rat goes to sleep, that same, um, uh, I guess, uh, what is it? Uh, That same, that same, uh, I guess pulse, that same chemical that they were, uh, tracking as it was making the right turns inside that maze was going it was repeating in its head but it was repeating uh 20 times faster so essentially your brain when it's asleep it's actually like smoothing it out he said in a way to in a way that next time that rat goes in there it's going to know exactly where to go in a much more efficient way uh, which just fascinated me
3: right
0: yeah, yeah. that one was super so fascinating could- Oh, go ahead. Can Morgan? you clear this up real quick, Shay? Because I I feel like I'm reading this wrong, just from the article, and this it might be my fault. Because it says the results imply that short weekday sleep is not a risk factor for mortality if it is combined with medium or long week weekend sleep. Mm-hmm. Which I thought Fish was saying that he did, but then that the article wasn't about that, so I'm kind of confused.
3: Well, basically, well, no. That's what, what I told Fish is basically, um, he said that he likes to basically catch up on his sleep on the weekend and i told him that that is incorrect because multiple scientific studies have found that that is incorrect yet this article is stating that fish is right that you can mm. catch up on sleep in the weekend okay. which is why this whole thing is interesting to begin with um,
0: <laughs> okay so just differing philosophies okay
3: right exactly yeah, it's different or, or just results different findings pretty
1: much everything else is said so far
3: right and and it's it's the hard thing about this is that for, because we pull our articles usually from science daily that's why I like to go search for the articles because I feel it's a pretty unbiased website um there's no there's no methods section as to what they did there so we can't really know exactly how they compiled this information but the whole point of this the whole point of featuring this article um for this week on the chomcast is because something I've been re- really trying to focus on the past few months is just health in general with myself because you know I'm on the cusp of turning 30. I want to make sure that I'm setting my, my body and myself up uh, physically to, you know, be ready for the future, you know, to be ready for aging um, as best as I can. Yeah. And the the um, the um podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, had some really interesting facts. Like, if you get under, you know, seven hours of sleep, if you're approaching five to six hours of sleep a night, that... Increases your chance of death and it decreases your average lifespan by 10 years, 10 years, which blew my mind. And so I went and started doing some research on just health aspects of sleeping. And I, I wanted to share this with you guys because it's pretty interesting. Uh, there's a study that was released April 28th of this year and it was conducted by Johnson um, and company. There's like six or seven people who worked on this that looked at chronic stress and metabolic syndrome, with sleep acting okay. as the mediator. Now, metabolic syndrome is basically a string of issues, such as high blood sugar, extra weight around your waist, high cholesterol, um, and increased blood pressure. And what they found was chronic stress was linked with metabolic syndrome, along with sleepiness and shorter sleep duration. However, sleep did not mediate the two entirely. So the and the metabolic syndrome, what that is linked with is things such as heart attacks, diabetes, and strokes. So you know, sleep is such a such a big factor into basically what we do. And one other very quick study that I found was that um, it was conducted by someone named Pasula and Company. Uh, they looked at basically our working memory, which is another facet that they talked about in that podcast, um, working memory, and how it impact, it's impacted by sleep deprivation in young and old adults. And they found that oh. there was uh, differential effects on verbal and visual-spatial tasks. And what that basically means is how young adults and older adults' brains processed what they're seeing and um, or excuse me, what they're hearing, as well as like depth perception, and mm-hmm. it was very, very different uh, because of sleep deprivation. So all in all, basically what we're saying is like from from what we listen to, from the studies that I read um, over the past few days, just obviously, and it goes without saying that sleep is just imperative. For health especially the older you get so like you know when you're younger you can recover a little bit better after you go out and drink and and, you know you pass out um and wake up four hours later (laughs) but when you're getting older your body can't handle it and there's a reason because it needs that sleep and just how it affects your health across the board is insane i
0: remember um it's in, like sleep has always been fascinating to me because I sleep very easily, always have. In fact, it's too easy for me to sleep. But when my anxiety disorder kicks in like it, it has it a couple points in my life. I don't sleep at all. And it freaks me out because sleeping for me has always been easy. So when I don't sleep, it's like it freaks me out because I know that sleeping is not a problem that I have. Like when my anxiety disorder disorder kicked in um, a couple of years ago, I didn't sleep for like four days straight. And I remember, like, literally feeling insane. Like, I remember, like, my thoughts were layering. I felt mm. like my paranoia was was going deeper. My anxiety was increasing, like, tenfold. Like, the, when you don't sleep, I'm always amazed that Fish can, like, go to work on, like, three hours of sleep every day if he's staying up and playing a game or whatever. Because I'm like, I, if I get, like, five hours of sleep, I'm just, like, a zombie. And so I'm always amazed that certain people can do it. They Even if they grab a Red Bull or something, I'm just like, I... I don't know how you do it.
3: Right. So. But but that's that, that's like one of the things the podcast talked about and multiple scientific studies is that basically people who can quote unquote do that really can't actually do that because it's so detrimental for their health. What you're oh, talking okay. about, what you're talking yeah. about and Mom. what they go into detail <laughs> yeah. on that face. podcast <laughs> is actually, they go into detail about this that... um your your brain basically needs to recharge itself by having dreams, by dreaming. That's how we process information. That's how we learn while we're sleeping. And if we don't, if I, if we don't dream, our brains will take that, like will we'll dream, will force us to dream whether we're awake or asleep after oh, a certain amount so, of time. Yeah, so yeah. you staying up for you know three four days straight with no sleep, you probably started to hallucinate and whatnot. And that is because mm-hmm. your brain was oh, forcing dude. you.
0: That explains to why dream. you liked Monster Hunter so much. You were probably just hallucinating the whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. I've played that on a full night's rest before and just as fun.
0: Damn. Alright, never mind. Thought we were on to something there. Um yeah, that's oh, that's interesting not this time. It, Mm-hmm. Not this time. No, no. That's that's. Yeah. So basically, you're going to be hallucinating if it, <laughs> your mm-hmm. your body's going to make you dream whether you want to or not at some point.
3: So right,
2: <clears throat> right. That that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I just want to pull out some more interesting facts about from that show from that neuroscientist um, mm-hmm. Do Matthew it. It. Walker. Um, he he's uh, he's done numerous studies. Um, but um, uh, there's one where they conducted a test to see if somebody could actually survive, you know, under seven to nine hours of sleep. And they found out from the nearest uh, tenth, rounded up, that zero percent of people cannot survive on just six hours of sleep, which was just fascinating as shit to me. And yep, because I'll, you never I'll... get
0: six hours of sleep, like... <laughs> Yeah. Well, wait. What do you mean they people, couldn't survive on six hours of sleep? Like, well, basically, it's they,
2: not
3: sustainable they, for our health.
2: Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they can't. For for some reason, like they can't go through all the stages of sleep. Like, like uh, drugs and stuff. Like, uh, if you like to drink and go to bed, like usually it, that'll hinder your sleeping mm-hmm. process to where you'll either just skip you know the uh, the REM state and go into just a deep sleep um which is going through all the steps is very important as far as getting a good night's rest and actually repairing your brain uh, throughout the day and he he's also said that you also are getting minor brain damage every ah. time you're awake as well just minor damage as you're awake Um, which I just thought was wild as hell, but, um, yeah, it it shows how fragile your brain actually is and your mind and how much it affects your overall health as well. Um, which, uh, yeah, like I'm, I I honestly took all that information and I'm taking it to heart and I've actually want to, you know, get at least eight, eight hours of sleep a night. Um, yeah. at least try to. But um changing yeah, your they... life. Changing things <laughs> around.
0: That'll last until the Hungry and deep comes out for Sea of Thieves and then you know he'll be sacrificing his life just like that. So mm-hmm. Buffing <laughs> mm-hmm. in real life. I I wonder like for me I, I make up for it with a lot of naps. I'm a napper. A lot of people out there are listening to this, they yep. know what it's like. I am a napper. hmm Naps, naps are right. where it's at. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. I love naps. Naps are great. Um, some people, my, my girlfriend's always, t- or my fiance, sorry, before Shay corrects me. My fiance's always telling me that uh, she can't, she really has trouble napping in the middle of the day for whatever reason. I'm just like, man, that sucks, because <laughs> I love naps. Um, Cool. Very interesting article. If you're interested in reading more, I mean, do a lot, there's a lot of cool research out there, like Shay was saying with the Joe Rogan podcast, with Matthew Walker, if you really want to go down the dark hole. Um, there's some cool stuff there. So it's interesting. And the moral of the story is try to get some more sleep. Try to get some more sleep. <clears throat> um, that one of the weird side note as we transition here to the God of War spoilers, by the way, this is going to be the end of the show. If you don't want to hear all these spoilers, uh, you'll be safe to cut it off now. There's nothing besides the spoilers and the Patreon shout outs coming up. Although the Patreon shout outs are pretty cool. So if you want to skip ahead or listen to those, you should. Um, one weird thing I was going to tell you guys about my anti, uh, anxiety medication that I'm on currently is that one of the side effects is a lot of like dreams a lot of lucid dreams of sorts and it's weird because literally since I started taking it I have the most crazy lucid dreams every single night like before you know I would like I maybe dream once or twice a week that I can remember but I dream every single night now and they're vivid like people from my past crazy like usually they're horrible dark disturbing so it's weird to me that a medication can actually induce like dreams is a side effect. I don't know if that means there's something about medication that pushes you into a darker area of sleep or there's actually something inside the medication. It's probably that
1: the opposite. It's just allowing you to remember them.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. What 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 about the dream what about the medication would allow me to remember them more?
3: Well, I would think that basically that you're just you're entering that deep sleep much better than when you're not on the pills, because that's that's where we dream, is like the later stages of sleep, uh, stages three and four, which are the deep REM sleep. Like Stages one and two are not the REM oh. sleep, they're non-REM sleep, and those pills are basically allowing yes. you to enter that
1: state much more comfortably, much better,
3: the much
0: easier. Yeah. Yeah. Even if right. you're halfway yeah.
1: waking up still, so you can remember right. them afterwards.
0: Yeah, so. so that's good. So that medication might actually be good for me if it's sending me into the deeper sleep long-term. So Well, well, it's other, good it for you as long as it's not,
3: effects. like, like addicted. Like, as long as you're not addicted to it, it should be good no, for I mean,
0: you. I'm, the only thing I'm addicted to is not having panic attacks, so that's about, that's about what I can say. That's So as far as these God of War spoilers go, I mean... This is it. If you're a God of War fan, we're going to have some spoilers right now. We're going to break it down for the next 15 minutes or so, and we're just going to, anything we want to talk about, full reign here. Um, I, I want to see how you guys take this. We all finished it, so everything's on the table. Um, even Fish finished it last night, so congratulations, Fish.
2: All right. Oh, thank you. This is I didn't think you were going to finish,
1: finish a game good job. for the podcast. I'm how
0: proud of you. Sleep- how much sleep did you lose to finish it?
2: Hey oh. not much actually. <laughs> not much. I got lucky yesterday. I started playing at like seven o'clock and I ended up beating it around eleven-ish. Wow. This,
0: this having one job thing must be nice for you. You can come home and play video games at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. God. mm-hmm. Living your best life. Um cool. Alright, well, everything on the table. Where do you guys want to start? Like, what are you burning to talk about?
3: Well one thing we have to talk about for sure is the ending of the game mm-hmm. that's one thing we got to talk about for sure
1: yeah because i already um, kind of t- brought that up it, a few shows well, ago
0: okay well let's yeah. start with the ending let's start with the end What what is it that you want to discuss about the ending first because i go ahead go ahead lay, lay the foundation um
3: that's that's difficult because like I think it was like it was a good and a bad ending. Um, I like that it basically you don't have to sit through a bunch of credits. You don't even have to exit out of credits. Like basically you see a few credits as you're having the final deep conversation of the main story. And then, and as you're mm-hmm. walking down the mountain, um, as you're walking off of Helheim's tall, not Helheim, I'm sorry.
2: What's Jotun? Yeah, Jotunheim. Thank you.
3: Jotunheim, thank Jotunheim. you. Yeah. Uh, as you're walking off the tallest mountain of Jotunheim uh you're having that deep final conversation and the credits just slowly roll and after that once you get down the mountain you're good to go and Boom. you're you're right yep. back in the game that's cool but it feels like it culminates into nothing for it me it just it the ashes, really spread the like, ashes it, out. i mean that it's cool it, it it's 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 um important, and it's it's you know just a sliver of impact, but it just yeah. it felt like nothing just it just felt like it culminated enough emphasis on it, it. Right.
1: like the whole spreading the ashes thing was a big deal at the beginning that's why you're going off and doing these things, and then so much else happens that by the time you get to the end, you don't really care about it anymore that's not as yeah, much as you did. there's so much else going on. That you, yeah, like there's so many other interesting questions happening that you get to the end, you right. spread those ashes, and it, that's it. Like, oh, oh, I guess that that is what we started doing the game, so I guess it's over now. But right. there's nothing satisfying about it as far as the no. main character's story arc. Um, right, and one mm, thing that really took well, away
3: from that, one thing that really took away from that for me, I don't know about you guys, is when you're sitting there. You're getting ready to go into Jotunheim, and you're looking at the walls, and basically Kratos sees that vision. There, that little painting or that mm-hmm. little mirror mural that uh, Faye left him that basically, at some point, Atreus is going to end up killing Kratos. And you see that, and you're like, oh, you're supposed to be like, oh, shit. There's going to be another game. Oh, my God. But at that moment, right, right when they picked to put that in there, it took so much away from what you're going to do at the end sequence yeah. which is basically They're spread like, your mother's ashes it just totally totally diffused that for me i was like oh yeah, shit because it's more if they wanted it to be this big, big summer summer moment the they ashes. shouldn't
1: have put the the big post credits stinger right before the big emotional moment that's what was just so like it, it, it like you said it completely diffused yeah. it well, it completely diffused yeah. it right
0: and it's not right. much of a stinger either because I think we all kind of saw it going that way. But, Fish, you were going to jump in. What were we going to say?
2: Oh, I forgot. <laughs> damn.
0: God damn it, Shay. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm no, Shay was saying, you're fine. No, Shay was saying something about how it didn't have a lot of impact. And you were like, well, like you were disagreeing with him about. Oh, well,
2: yeah, Toy. Well, I guess it just, for me, like, I guess seeing Kratos hand off the Ashes to you know Atreus um was touching in a you know in their relationship and i thought that was cool but as far as like them actually spreading the ashes like at that point like i think i almost wanted to know who Faye was at that point more than like i was you know getting like a conclusion out of it yeah more questions about who Faye was because yeah you thought she was just a human at first but and then, I didn't and you right? Kratos she a, didn't even know. You thought she was a yeah, human?
0: the
1: end oh. of this game is an act no, she was one. A, she break. was a giant. She's part giant. Yeah, she was a she was. Yeah,
2: yeah she's part giant, but uh, throughout Ooh. the whole game, like they you don't know that. And I thought that she was just a regular old human. Ah. Uh, Kratos see, okay. didn't know that she was a giant as well. Oh, uh, right. along with the sun. I so the, the ba I'm gonna say this you, up front, I, I just don't
0: think the game is a a fantastic game um overall like i don't want to sound too negative the story here's the two things i feel about the story i never really got as hooked on the ashes thing for a couple reasons one i agree with you guys it's it's just kind of a a limp ending to the game but i expected it to be because from the beginning i remember thinking this is ridiculous. The whole game is just, I need to go spread it. Now, this is going to sound like a heartless asshole, and I don't mean it that way. But the whole basis of the game is built around when she she wanted us to go spread our asses. Okay. That's, that's like, as far as plot lines for video games that I play, it's probably the least interesting I could possibly think of. Um, like, like, and the fact that she wanted you to do it from the highest point, just like, well, that's fucked up. (laughs) You make me go do it from the highest point? Like, what a bitch. (laughs) Am I right? Um, that that was the issue, though. You gotta remember
1: the... Oh, God. The whole point of that was in order to get you started off on this adventure. Like, she wants you to go solve all these problems, and she knows the only way to do that is to have you see all this stuff, because...
0: Mm-hmm. Bring the- you together with your son, yeah.
1: Well, that, and because the giants have, you know, sight to see, like, in that right. mythology. So she could see what was going to happen in the future. So, all, all that, like I said, mm-hmm. all of this, the entire game is Act 1. Like, that's that's it, as far as the main character's arc. You get there, yes. you realize, oh shit! Mom had this much bigger thing planned for us. We finally got there. We see where it's going. Awesome! Now the actual story starts, and then it doesn't. The game's over, and that's the big issue there. Uh, right? Yeah,
0: like it was kind of like literally just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, then and the second and part the only, I was going to say was
1: yeah. Anyway, the the only way to see it as a whole game is if the story does not revolve around the main characters. The only way to see it as a complete thing is to it's it's not your story it's it's Balder and Freya's story that is it like if you yeah. view it that way there's a whole arc there you have a couple side characters to kind of show what's going on with the rest of the world but it is their story and you're just kind of going through it if you kind of view it as an episodic thing
0: yeah um, that's a tough dilemma when you're over when your reason for the whole game becomes less interesting than the things happening along the way mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah right and it
3: feels like for me that this game was that was setting up a ton of pieces to solve in a different game like basically like Josh is saying Bal- Baldur and Freya are a big part of this game and it's setting you up like the whole game sets you up so where you basically end up murdering Baldur and to piss off Freya because at that point you're like oh shit like when you figure out there's another game coming and you're left at the credits you're like okay well I guarantee you there's going to be another game I'm going to be fighting Freya at some point. Like, and the whole game sets that up. It takes the entire game to set that up, and you never see the culmination of that. You spread the ashes, and like we said, there was not a great culmination of that. Like, one thing, like, off the top of my head, one thing they could have did, like they did in Horizon Zero Dawn, there's this, like, impactful, She, uh, she's going to see her mother, who is long since passed, but they have this, like, dialogue cut sequence where she's talking to her daughter. Why didn't they just do a simple flashback to Faye? Like, during that point when they're walking up Jotunheim, why didn't they flashback to Fey? Like, to a point where Atreus was younger and Faye and Kratos were having a good time. Right. Why not give us something like that? Something, it mm. could have been small, it could have been a quick 10-second hitter, that would have made the end way more impactful. But they didn't. And you're left, like Fish said, you're left wondering, who was Frey? Like, who did she? What well, she look like? Who yeah.
1: was yeah. she? Well, not just that, but the entire ending's is a letdown because, like I was saying, the ending for the game to make any thematic sense, just from like a story structure way, the ending is whenever you kill Balder.
0: Yeah, which I was the, kind that, of a lame end, kill it, too. Did you? Wasn't that kind of lame how Balder went out? I was like, eh. It was- Eh. I
1: mean that's right, the way it right. happened in actual mythology thing. Like that was his it, whole deal. Yeah. But, but Right. But anyway, like what I was getting at is you fight him, this, you know, big boss, you know, like the like third encounter with him so far. And then you afterwards know. you have a stupid like monster gauntlet type thing on your way up you know to do to spread those ashes you just you fight a bunch of regular enemies that you fight yeah, so many times yeah. in the end and like that, mm-hmm. that didn't need to be there like it was just like nothing about that ending after after you kill balder nothing was handled well after that point yeah right right well, anyways, it just it, it felt it was, tacked yeah. on well a it felt tacked on b they give you this big warning oh this is the end of the game if you have anything else you want to do go do it and then, like we already mentioned a few other times, it spits you right back out into the game. So I saw that big warning, oh, we won't be able to come back and do some things. So I went and did a bunch of side quests. So I didn't see that ending until much later. There, it, it's a fucking ten minute thing. Just, why give anyone that, why even allow you to go back into the main world after you kill Baldur? Well, Just I, force you onto that path, finish the game, no. make the pacing a little better... Because because at idea, that point if they hmm. if they don't have to worry about someone coming there hours later like I did they don't have to have any combat in that part they can just have the narrative focus on that and do it well.
2: Well, that that well, I well, go ahead, well go ahead. some some people actually like to finish the game like if once they see the end credits they're done with it. So yeah yeah, yeah. maybe they're catering to those people who like to do everything until that's how I am. The, Maybe. They have to actually to yeah. Well, but it, then,
1: like, like I was saying, it's just that little monster gauntlet. It's not harder than anything else you've done at that point. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's, it's not like you have to go level up for this huge end fight or anything.
0: It's, it felt a bit like filler. It felt a little bit like filler. Yeah. Maybe you're recycling a little bit. Yeah. Mm. But, but I I, like, I actually like the idea of Just going back out into the world, I thought that was cool. I like it's consistent Mm -hmm. to the one shot thing. I like the idea that the game just like flows right back into you. There you go. I think that I like that idea a lot. I think that's cool. Um, it's consistent to what they're going for, and I it works for a lot of you know, a lot of people how they continue to play games nowadays. But yeah, I'm with you guys. It was kind of, I don't know, like I, I wish this I wish I was engaged more in the story than than most people were. Like, I felt like when characters were on the screen, I was the most entertained, which is why I feel like there's probably a, a slightly shorter game hidden in there that I would have enjoyed more, but, like, every time a character was on the screen, like, Baldur or, like, the Thor brothers or whatever, any time there was someone on the screen from mythology, like, I was, like, generally pretty interested in what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just felt there was large chunks of, like, not super interesting things happening in between those things. Right. Um, so. Right. I was kind of the
2: opposite, actually. I was more focused on the relationship with the son and father. Um... I think that was probably the one part of the story that uh, I engaged with. Um, the rest of it was just more of just a serviceable, serviceable uh, plot line, I guess. Well, I, um,
0: you're right. Like, from a plot perspective, it was just serviceable. I don't want to cut my head off, take me here kind of thing. But, like, the, I'm talking about, like, the... Th- the learning about the characters and how they fit into the world—it's sort mm. of like a, a soap opera of drama, but with yeah. these weird Norse characters. Yeah, if you're not familiar yeah.
1: with it, there's a lot of really cool yeah. stuff to get into. Um, right. yeah,
0: yeah, just the ideas of some of that stuff is, is was kind of interesting to me from characters, mm-hmm. um, the portrayal of them, like yeah. how they made, like this, they made they they made they Balder look. You know, like he just right, stumbled yeah. out of drumming for Mastodon or something. You know, what I mean, like I liked the look right. of the the stuff. So. But yeah, I'm, I'm with yeah. you, like, shade. I had the exact opposite experience with you, Fish. I, the story of the father-son thing did nothing for me. Nothing, not, it was really well done, did not do a goddamn thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. my, my arousals, I don't know if that makes me a terrible person, or maybe because I only have girls, or whatever, as a father, but like, I thought for sure I was gonna relate to this game, and I just felt like it was just fine. I was like, meh, I, like, it just didn't did do you? anything for me.
3: Did you feel that there was more impact when Mimir made an appearance? Because I felt like that's when it really started to take off for me, mm. like the relationship yeah. between the two. Because uh, he kind of acted oh, like a mediator was, in yeah. that point,
1: and I liked yeah. that. Yeah, anytime one of them was being a fucking idiot, he'd call him on it. And so it really I, I helps think... the dialogue going on there. Instead of having, yeah, but, you know, just the two of them yeah. being short with each other, Mimir would was... give them shit anytime they were being, you know, just dicks to each other or something. Um, yeah,
0: I, I i mean, I feel like he's still sort of the generic wisecracking uh, guy that you get in any yeah. sort of movie. There was like a little bit Iron of that whatever, there, yeah. just, Hey, you're Kratos, you're funny guy, or whatever, you know, like, like I, but it, it did help because it, up until that point, it was just, oh, I'm Kratos, I want to ruin all the fun, and then oh, I'm Atreus, I'm trying to ask you questions, and you're a dick, and then at that point, you're right, he added that. That is like a dynamic. Like, if it was just me and Josh arguing for three hours, maybe people wouldn't enjoy our podcast as much because me and Josh would just be <laughs> yelling at each other. But if we have fish in here, we have some funny jokes and micro penises and, and Shay coming in there. Like, it's about... A lot of times it's about the chemistry of the characters. So I do think yeah. that it made the conversations more interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yes. I mean, I think the... The only thing I was not a huge fan of Amir about was that a lot of times he was just the info dump. Like, oh, you you yeah, want yeah. to know lore? <laughs> Let me tell yeah, you this- some lore. And that was the least interesting part about him. Um, It, it was whenever he just kind of inserted himself into their conversations that that whole dynamic worked the best.
0: Well. But it was a smart way yeah. to give you lore because he just mm-hmm. started talking instead of like, "Oh, hey, you want to learn about the dun- bungee lore? You need to get these yeah. Grimoire cards mm-hmm. and go read about it or something." <laughs> yeah, right. you know what I mean, like, no, it wasn't it happened, bad. It happened it at a bad, down
3: so. pace. Mm-hmm. It happened at a like when you're when you're paddling across the the lake, you have nothing else to do. Do you want to sit in silence? Yeah. No you you yeah. want you want something to be engaging you. Otherwise, you're just sitting there doing nothing. It's a mm-hmm. very smart way yeah. to transition from place to place. And for me, it felt like you know, if I was sitting down with someone like a World War II veteran, I sat down with him, and I was like, you know what? Just tell me some stories. Tell me about World War II. Obviously, most people who are in World War II don't want to talk about World War II, but it's like if you're sitting down with an old war veteran and he just tells you these tales about what, like what happened, it's almost like a in in a way a mythology of its own because it's it's like these grandiose stories that you can't relate to because they're at a time much before you. And that's what it kind of felt like to me when Mimir was telling all these stories. It's just like, he's giving, he's, A, he's helping you transition from place to place, but B, you're sitting down with someone who is much older and wiser than you are, and he's just telling you a story, and you're just sitting down with a friend listening. That's what it felt like to Mm -hmm. me, but I get it, it's not for everyone. I totally get that. Yeah.
1: no, I mean, they didn't do a bad job with it. I just don't think it was the most interesting part of having him around I just I think that was
3: that I will agree with yeah I agree, agree that when he when he's chirping in with when the two are fighting or something else is going on and he gets a quick mm-hmm. witty one-liner in i that was my favorite part of him yeah but I just I think he was one of the better I, characters in the yeah, game
0: yeah for sure for sure mm-hmm. and like it's it's kind of tough like I, I didn't really I wanted to care about the characters a little more. Perhaps it was the fact that some of them, like we said with Freya, like her face was kind of stiff and stuff. Like I felt like a lot of the characters that are there sort of like servicing quick bits of story, but I never really, uh, the the two draw that they were, the the draw they were pushing with Kratos and his son. Well, If you felt the the impact of Kratos and his son, I feel like this game is going to mean a lot more to you than it did for me. Yeah, I, Um, I,
1: I still think the big issue with the game is just the overall story structure. Like, they have lots of bits in here that act like they're yeah. leading towards yeah. a much grander scale of a story, and then you don't get it. And I think that was the most disappointing part right. of it. Like, Right. Odin is hinted at the entire game. Oh, he's pulling all these strings. You get to the end, you realize, no, no, he wasn't. He, ha- he literally had no fucking clue what was going on. It's just that somebody mentioned him at some point, and you just kind of got it in your head that, oh, he's trying to kill you. And, like, so right. that's, that's disappointing. I mean, even stuff like the whole Magni and Modi um, yeah. Dynamic. story story beat going on there. It happens, and then it's just dropped. Like, that's it. It's like, okay, I, I guess that's done now. Um,
3: yeah.
0: Magni and Modi. Oh, is that the Thor brothers? Yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah, it's so, yeah. the Thor brothers. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I feel the same way Josh did. Like, Odin kept getting mentioned. I was like, all right, at some point, Odin's got to pop up. And he just mm-hmm. never does, and I felt like that was, I think, I think that was a to set up, you know, Act Two or Act Act mm-hmm. Two and Three or whatever, however many more games they make uh, during this particular sequence, like because you know there's there's a second game coming, you got to know yeah. at this point. But it also to me kind of felt like an allusion to, kind of, uh, like I'm not saying, and I don't, I don't mean this rude to anyone or like, you know, like knocking anyone, but I felt like it's kind of a and allusion to religion and faith, you know. Like basically, you you think like that there is a higher being, preordain preordaining everything that's going on, and then come to find out that a lot of it, well, it's just it just it's chance or it's fate or it's luck, whatever whatever it is you believe in. Part of it, yeah. part of what happens is the choices you make in your own life, and part of it too is just damn dumb luck is what it ends up.
1: Yeah. well,
3: Amounting to.
1: I can see that, but I, th- I felt like that was more... Of, I felt like that was just hitting on the original trilogy more so, because with Zeus actually being your father, which was the dumbest fucking reveal in the original trilogy, like, wh- why was that a thing? Like, the whole story made much more sense, was a whole lot more relatable, when Kratos was just the best fucking soldier. Like, so good. Right. Like... Once they added that whole thing into the original trilogy, it just, it went off the fucking rails. Um, and I felt like they were referencing that more than anything else, which is why and that Kratos just assumes Odin is pulling all these strings. He's interfering with everything because that's, that is exactly what happened to him before. Um, right. I mean, that, that's more right. the way I read it, but. Um,
3: that's fair. Yeah. I actually, one thing I like that you mentioned that it reminded me, I totally forgot about this. Is how they kind of in a way like indirectly address kind of like mental illness in a little bit of a way because they pull um what was it Athena was it Athena the one yeah. talking to him? I can't yeah, yes, yeah they, they pull yeah, her in, yeah. and obviously it's in Kratos's mind that this is going on, but um you know he's obviously still wrestling with demons of his past mm-hmm. and that's like what the, like obviously that was what the whole relationship between him and Atreus was kind of predicated on is basically. Kratos is trying to find this happy medium between who he was and who he wants to be. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, these demons kind of pop up. And that sequence where you're riding on the boat and Athena pops up. I thought that was
0: really oh, well yeah. done.
3: I think that was one of the highest points of the game.
0: It was... Except Athena mm-hmm. looked ridiculous. Like, they didn't... I don't know why they rendered well, her so poorly. Like, all the other characters look slight... Like, she just looked... I don't know. There's something about the way they... She was supposed to look
3: ethereal and spirit-like. No, it made it, sense. I don't feel it, like
0: it was, like, the design. She like looked like they, a lot...
1: Of, the spirit design in this game was a little bit strange. It was odd. It was. Uh, it was. Like, all the ghosts, all the spirits in this game had a very odd look to them. Um, well, but, and
0: also because anyway. because she was from Greek mythology, I felt like they were trying to make her look a certain way, and she just looked kind of. I was just right, that, that's but I think that's a small hang-up. Well, but yeah, but that, I that was well, small. this um, I, I want to say the nice thing I would say about the game is that whole sequence leading up to when you get the blades of Kratos, uh, blades of chaos was fucking amazing. That that part was yes, like mm-hmm. that, I mean, I think it's funny that fish she tried you told, they told me that was the turning point in the game, which I guess is true, but that's really like the only I don't know. I feel like that part is so much higher than the other parts for me, other than the beginning, which I thought the beginning was incredible too.
3: I would mostly um, agree with that. Like, the, the, yeah. it's weird to well, me yeah, that again. a reveal of a weapon is more impactful than the point of the game. Like a a weapon ball- that you
0: played four games right. with because it's just like right. it's that just was the like- most.
3: That was the most impactful sequence and
1: one of the I three know, most impactful sequences in the entire game. That's.
3: Mm-hmm. There's something wrong. We, Well they finally we brought on your
1: they finally brought back all the musical cues from the original series whenever those weapons show up which was done that so well. Um but again that whole sequence you don't realize it at the time that whole sequence again just revolves around Baldur and Freya because you have to you know chase them to hell mm-hmm. in order to uh you know get the thing you need to Yes, save your son. It, like it was, it was like the whole thing there. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's just you, yeah. you end up with so many misdirections on what the actual story is that by the time you get to the end, you don't care anymore. So,
2: well, even get in the blades of chaos, like the the whole reasoning you had to go back and get these weapons that remind you of your filthy past, like it it didn't make sense to me because Freya tells him. Like, hey, you gotta go to Helheim and your cold axe won't do shit to all the enemies there because it's cold as fuck there. And for some reason, like, having to get your... A reasoning to get your blades because they're they're fire damage just... Didn't sit well with me. <laughs> you I'm got, you got like, this plus, plus four one. fire blades in your house, clean. let's Go yeah. get them. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, it just... Well, it's deeper than that. It's the, uh, it, the there's like a an essence to those blades that's used mm-hmm. to battling, you know, the undead. Right. So there's yeah, they the kind of move the
2: plot of mm-hmm. yeah, Kratos. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a I deeper meaning that, to both the blades and a
3: deeper meaning to Athena.
0: Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, yes. yes. Yes, there you was. Apply Whether or not you agree them, with it, there was. Well, I mean, we're talking about spoilers. You can apply the deeper meaning to it right now.
3: I know, but you're like, I felt like you <laughs> gave more credence to the Blades because you liked that than the Athena sequence because you didn't like the way she looks. So I just want to no, make it like, clear that I, both have a lot of impact.
0: I liked the Athena sequence. I just didn't like Athena. But that doesn't mean that I thought the sequence was bad. I thought the sequence was, was well done.
3: Okay, just making sure. I'm not. I not that. I'm not, that, that, so I'm not sure.
0: that soulless with a game. Where I'm like, oh, she looks dumb, so this scene has lost all value for me. But I just. Why well, I just want to make sorry.
3: sure that you weren't being arrogant because you don't like it.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. There was yeah, no sex scene. Bummer there. Um, no. <laughs> is it? Um, <laughs> no, it really wasn't. <laughs>
2: Oh. That'd be very weird. Fish's wife. Poor is sex scene right then and there. Fish's wife. <laughs> like, my no, son has died.
0: Not right there.
2: Oh, I'm just saying, wow. in general. Oh, Athena. Mm.
1: It's like, I know I've got to go find this thing to save my son.
0: <laughs> when I hold the blades of chaos, but, uh, I just think about button time, button pressing sex events mm. from my past. Uh, quick time sex. No, Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, anything else you guys want to mention? Anything else that stuck out to you? I think that's pretty I- much it.
3: I, I wanna make it clear that like I love this game. It was a really good game. Uh the combat is tight for me. I felt I love the combat. Um I love most almost all the visual things they did. Um I loved a lot of the characters in the game. Um I felt like the story started out really strong, had strong segments and just the most impactful parts or the most the most impactful parts we're not supposed to be the most impactful parts,, yeah. which is odd to me, but overall, I, would, I still I would, think it's I agree a really with good you. Game. I
0: think it yeah i agree. I think it's a fantastic mm. game i it's not going to be in my top five of the year for sure because we play a lot of games, and everything I've played so far has been a million times better well you haven't i mean you haven't played as much, but I'm just telling you like I could just rattle off a thousand games that that are well actually as of right now, I'd be on the fringe, but I bet that. You know, games like Red Dead will come in there and stuff. It did really give me an hankering to play um, better God of War games, like God of War 1, 2, and 3. So maybe I'll go get no, to There's only Not one me. of them.
1: And even that, when you go back to play it, is really janky. No, I, like, no, one maybe. is the only one with a good story, and the combat's fairly janky in that game.
0: Um, yeah. They have a God of War collection. I, you could be right. I mean, like, maybe my memories remember them in a, a better light. but <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've been back, and I've played... God of War 1,
0: probably in the last Ugh. two
1: years or so. and well, uh, That's the worst God of War, though. The combat is very janky. <laughs> like, they just, uh, yeah.
0: It's janky. Huh? Everything
1: what? feels, like, super floaty. Like, it's just, it's odd. Like, I, I've forgotten, I'd forgotten exactly how strange some of the
0: yeah
1: combat was in that game, but... uh
0: yeah, well, I mean, I think, look, at there's a lot of people that are not going to play a lot of games this year, and they're going to see the publicity, and they're going to play God of War, and I think that's fine, but, you know, yeah. we, as a show, yeah, we yeah, have no, to play no, that's a good,
1: lot. Good. Yeah.
0: We have to play a lot of games that other people probably just don't have time or the money to play, so that's, that's the only thing I mean by that, like, from Into the Breach to Moss to Sea of Thieves to... Um, Monster Hunter or Far Cry. Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster yeah. Hunter or Far Cry. I don't really care about it, but I know you do. So there's just been a lot of stuff out there, and there's more stuff coming. So I just don't I don't see a world where God of War makes my list. Um, but I still think it's a fantastic game. That doesn't mean I think it's bad. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit on it. I just, you know, I don't think it holds water with some of these other games. Um, curious to see how you guys feel, though, at the end of the year, or maybe as we play some other stuff, you know? Like like, Shay, at the top of your head, would you say you valued your experience with into the breach more or God of War? yeah, I'm talking to you,
3: um, no, it's just it's a hard question, man like I like both of those games a lot, um, part of why i I played into the breach so much is because I wanted to finish it, but what I don't know I that's something I'm going to have to mull over cuz I'm still I'm still thinking about God of War and you know like how I like the mm-hmm. experience. I want to spend a little bit more time with it um doing some of the side that's missions crazy. before I that's give crazy. a full feel... cohesive. <sighs>
1: yeah. I thing. Like that's the I wanted to complete in lore, everything yeah. in God of War until I finished the last mission and I've not touched it since then. Uh, like that's how that's bad kinda... the last mission was. Like yeah, the end I'm of this kind, game I'm kind was of in that boat such like, shit. I
3: really want to go back and do the that I, have, I have literally I not to go... touched it. You know, what, Josh, yeah.
0: if, you, if you want to play one of the best endings in years, Far Cry 5. That whole game they is won't. a
1: piece of shit, Morgan. And it's depressing uh, that you haven't figured it out yet.
0: Well, we'll, we'll see. Let's we'll see how I feel at the end mm-hmm. of the year.
1: Um, the only reason <sighs> to play that game is if you don't own your own shovel.
0: <laughs> I. <laughs> let's move on It's okay josh it's okay um all right so that's it for god of war spoilers i hope you enjoyed the discussion um obviously as you can tell here we all hate the game so it's trash (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm just kidding um but no there's a there's a lot you know shay i was actually laughing i was thinking about all the games that are coming out this year that sort of it's a cruel twist of fate that you couldn't play the pirate game because you don't have an Xbox. You can't play this new zombie game that everyone's talking about called State of Decay 2, which is right. a Game Pass Xbox exclusive, which is supposed to be one of the best zombie games in years. Um, I just, I'm just like, God, there's all these games that are tailored for Shay right up in the alley, and you can't, can't quite get to them. It's like a, a cruel joke that the gaming gods are playing on you. It's a cruel twist of fate, brother. Uh, m- Moss, couldn't play that on PS... Although, Josh, if you come visit me for my uh, wedding movie, you, you can try. you and Fish could try Moss out. In VR, yeah,
1: oh, that's, that's like the only game. VR thing this year that I've actually cared about at all to, right. to go check out.
0: VR has right. been a huge disappointment this year, there hasn't been anything, it's not even the VR, it's just the fact there hasn't yeah. been anything, yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. Topic for another day. Uh, let's wrap up the show here. We want to thank our Patreon VIP members that we love so much uh, for supporting us, by the way, on our five dollar VIP tier. You get access to a top secret Instagram page, or if you give us a uh, three dollar telling in everyone. Patre- um, top to... secret yeah, is gonna God damn it! Been trying well, to keep. Well, they don't know. Don't know okay. the pages. All right. Maybe. They just go to the Patreon page. You're gonna see that, Josh. Okay. All good. right. Um, but yeah, so or our maybe. three dollar and five dollar tier both give you a shout out on the podcast. So we tried to do this in a clever and fun way. The Shay and Fish are gonna take it over from here. Um, this is uh, our thank you to you, surviving zombie apocalypse style. Take it away, Shay.
3: All righty. Pressing news. The Chompcast is being attacked by zombies. As we sit here, holed up in our podcasting bunker, mouth close to our mics, we hear them clawing and scraping at the boards outside. Nails are raking at the wood, prying for an opening. We have been pinned down, not literally. The zombies are slowly ripping the boards away. Oh wait, what's this? Six trusty heroes have suddenly shown up. Oh
2: my god, we're rescued! Fish, is that who I think it is? Yeah, I think it is. Holy shit, I can see Michelle operating a giant turret that she seems to have ripped off a military vehicle, and she's <laughs> mowing them down. A There's a so turnt. much carnage. <laughs> Hey, there's Gilpeasy flying into view on the side. He's two wielding machetes, like a boss. He's decapitating more zombies than I could count. He's like, well, You can't count very high, to...
1: so... That's like three zombies. I can't.
2: Hey, that's three zombies that we didn't kill. He's yeah. protected our asses. Yeah. That's right. He he likes to get down and dirty. Whoa, now. Don't get... <laughs>
3: <laughs> ahead of
2: yourself. That's an extra bonus. That's a Get bonus it? from me. <laughs>
0: uh
4: <Uh-oh>.
2: oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ahead of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eh, uh. <laughs> Anyways, there's Hakuna with his trusty shotgun blowing holes through the crowds of rotten flesh. AK Ryan. Some say
3: he never falls asleep without cradling it.
2: That's what she I've
0: said- heard. No, 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 say that again, Shay. <laughs> He never falls into go- crazy Shut anymore. up. That's what, that's Shut
3: what up. You're ruining it.
0: Shut <laughs> up. No, I'm making it better. How dare
3: you? No, you're not. You're ruining it.
0: Well, Josh laughed and he never laughs, laughs so there you go. You still have not quite Jesus figured Christ. out that whole
1: at with dynamic.
0: Hey, I'll take a laugh however I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually when I pull my pants down.
2: Oh. God damn it. Hey, <laughs> Everly, of I really pull again stuff. I'll sorry. To
3: <laughs> we gotta get through this. Come on.
0: You're doing good.
2: You're doing good. <sighs> Holy shit. Is that is that hectological wielding what can only be described as a metal rod shooting out electricity? He's frying the brains of zombies. Hey.
3: Maybe we can turn the tables and eat them.
2: Don't be gross. Ah, there's Daniel. I was wondering where he was going to show up. Who's that? Just this guy who has a chainsaws for arms. Sweet! Thank God Daniel's here. Thank God. Maybe when he's done hacking brains,
3: he can chop off Morgan's mouth. He won't stop whimpering behind us.
2: The gods can only be so kind, Shay. Mm -hmm.
3: That's true. Agreed. What. The hell. Is that guy doing?
2: Oh, George! He's using his sexy cat of nine tails to whip the zombies to death. It doesn't seem to be very effective. No, not at all. But he sure is whipping them. <laughs>
0: He's got a smile on his face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Papa! <laughs> Looks real happy.
2: What was that fish? What? What was that? <laughs> what was the last thing you said? Oh, Poppy. Oh, God. <laughs> By the gods, we're saved. Yes. Thank you, Patreon subscribers, for donating and saving our lives. Yay! And Yay! finished. <laughs> Good
0: job. I want I an I, I audio of Fish and Oh Poppy forever. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that we just build a um, giant lesion of Patreon zombie. Fighters. Over the course of time, we're going to have a huge army of uh, people here to help us fight the zombie hordes. so
3: That's right. Hopefully, that army mm-hmm. will grow. Uh, thanks again for everyone for uh, supporting
0: you. our. Yeah, yes, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, and hopefully, you continue to do so. We love you very much. That's going to wrap up the show. It's been a lot of fun. Um, We will be back next week. By the way, we have some incredible guests coming up in a few weeks, as well as the Summer of Guests comes into play, E3 and other such craziness. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for checking out the show. We will see you
2: next week.